Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eCast. Uh, this is episode three, Eero welcoming you. And I am your host, as always, Eero. You already know, baby boy. Twitch.tv slash EeroTTV is where the podcast will be recorded live and in living color every single time. But if you don't catch it live, you can always catch it in video form on YouTube and on audio form on Spotify, Apple, and Google. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... Today's going to be a good one. I hope you all are ready. And I wanted to start this off uh, properly as a treat for my good friend, uh, Mr. Entity. Uh, okay, here we go. One and, one and done. Enigmatic Entity. Uh, so, without any further ado, uh, hey Americans, I welcome you to the third edition of the ECAST, proudly presented by Ma Energy. Do not forget to like and share. Oh, that was phenomenal! Let's go! Yeah, let's go! That was... Oh, my! I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that, and that was phenomenal. Uh, I'm happy to be here just for that. I'm glad to have you both. Uh, But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Enigmatic Entity and Matthias, they are both co-founders along with producers and editors for from the inside studios uh and of course entity below me here is the beautiful narrator who makes sure that everything is done as wonderfully as he absolutely could uh ladies and gentlemen please welcome them both gentlemen how are you i'm i'm I mean, doing pretty good how are you doing entity yeah. how are you doing nero well animatic entity is still wonderful and animatic entity is going to drop the third person gimmick right now because that um, that could be before we begin, I have a question, Nero, and like this is like kind of on the spot. What's uh, what's your what's your schedule looking like this year? Because with an introduction like that, I'm 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 sure I'm sure we could do something. That was that was crazy. Uh, no pun intended. Sorry, Flix. Oh, no copyright. But that was that was something. That was amazing. Hey, man. Uh, I I do what I can. All right. I I, I, I I've been I've awesome. been I've been told by all of my guests on the ecast so far that I do. 10 out of 10 introductions, so, I mean... No, they're, they're, they're underselling you. 10 out of 10, that's an insult. That's 100 yeah. out of 10. You, like, that's above <laughs> and beyond. That, that, no, 10 out of 10, no, that, that, that's turned up to an 11. There we go, there we go. But, uh, hey, I'm glad to have you both here. Uh, thank you for being thank you. on episode 3 of the eCast. And, uh, without any further ado, let's get rolling, shall we? Shall we? Uh, I already asked you both how you're doing. But uh, how has your day been? Like, uh, did you all do anything awesome, cool, whatever? Entity, uh, since you're first on my screen, I'll let you go first. I mean, awesome things. I finally fixed that. That's the window with the parcels by has been broken for about three months. But I finally actually got down to fixing it today. So that's about as productive as I've been. Fair enough. <laughs> well, how about you, Matt? Uh, well, what I'm saying is I've seen the same group of business people walk past that window hundreds of times and i don't think they know where they're going because the door is literally <laughs> right beside them the entire time yeah um but do not disturb someone on the other side don't my, my day was all right um totally thought it was friday today all day for some reason because i've been a day ahead for so long yep and yep. then and then i kept saying yeah friday march the third but everywhere i was writing was thursday and so I was posting the newsletter, and this is unfortunate because I don't like pointing out like 
flaws in newsletters because I don't want to bring attention to it. I put the 102nd edition in the caption of today's newsletter, and I was just like, <laughs> ah. How has your day been? I'm, I'm a day ahead, but I'm also five days behind, apparently. I mean, work, man, you know? Got yeah. up got up at 8, worked a real job uh, when I got up, and then, you know, got home, made dinner. And by the way, I, just, I need to pat myself on the back. I made some good fucking dinner tonight. Uh, what, what, what fish was it? Mahi-mahi? Oh, that's yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, mahi mahi with soy, ginger, uh, garlic. Put on a bed of rice with some broccoli. Woo! I'm I'm not complaining because this sounds delicious, and I'm not a fan of fish. I'm just saying, you have a webcam and you are familiar with cooking streams. And I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, you know, like Wednesday flicks will put together two and two. Like we I'm hey, we strong, we sound like a matchman here. <laughs> We, we bust out the, the cooking streams on special occasions. That's only when we do that. So That's I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We, we, we hit 350. We hit 400. Maybe we'll have our next cooking stream. And maybe it might be some fish. We'll see. And also, Matthias, you can say all you want that you're not a fan of fish. You've never had Eros cooked fish, okay? I'm, I'm totally I'm down to try it. Like, I try every food once. But, like, unfortunately, like grocery store fish compared to fish you catch and you actually make a story out of i feel like tastes different off the story alone i i 100 so, i 100% get what you mean 100% um like lobsters like our grocery store here is called zares and like growing up it was literally just like i thought it was for like entertainment the lobsters and then everyone's like no like they buy them and eat them and i'm like those monsters what do you mean <laughs> i just i'm not supposed to put my hand in there you can't eat them it doesn't work that way right and then four-year-old matt was exposed to how the nature of life goes and um i'm, st I'm still recovering uh, 19 years later fair enough okay okay i i gotta ask because this has been bothering me since the beginning of this since we even hopped in the discord what's with the what's with the background man me or entity no like, no and entities is fine entities is fine i'm still very curious about the 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 business people i don't know where they're going but whatever yes, oh oh oh, oh awesome oh, okay oh I, I was gonna say like you're a cool guy and all but he has emma is mean on his wall and that's just like that's an insult hey. yeah yeah i'm just saying who created, who created the smooch okay so that, that, that was the old me emma is nice um no so to catch everyone up to speed um ero um was eliminated in the royal rumble with the persona rumble uh-oh uh-oh um wow. yeah. And then um, our very own Grayson Levac was making his way to the ring, being represented by Chris Jericho. And Eero, for some reason, thought if you take a guy out, you can go back into the Rumble. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. I'm sorry to break it to you. I've been wanting look, to say this. Look, the Rumble is still going. Only 29 people entered that room. Thank you. It's it, Thank you. Okay, okay. There's a 30-man persona Rumble. Look, look. I explained it then. I'm going to explain it now. I got tossed through the middle rope. Not over the top, through the middle. I I decided when I hit the floor, I got winded, so I had to I had to walk it off. And then just I, whoever the hell it was at the gate, I don't remember. I, some other jabroni that I had to whoop the hell out of. I I just he got in my way. I decided that's one less guy oh. I gotta worry about. And and uh, and, uh, and uh, by the way, the belt's right here. In case you were wondering. Um, oh wait, wait! You you didn't tell me to get it ready. Yeah, the belt's right here. You're right. Yeah, that one's fake. This is the real one. 
No, no, it's it's physical. Like I can spin it three. No, it it fake. This is real. No, like look, it has, it has fake, like, fake. Oh, fake, fake oh, news. Oh, you news. mean this one? Sorry, you're right. I did bring the wrong one. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you meant you meant the other one. You meant this one. You meant. Okay, while that one's also nice, this one it's still fake. Fake news. This is real. This okay. is real. This is real. I just but, exposed my but, championship collection. You sure did. We're going to have to talk about that later. But I got back into the ring because I wasn't eliminated. And then I won the Rumble. Which, if I have a pretty bad memory most days. But I do recall saying in a red room on Instagram. Might have been Twitter. I don't remember which. That I said I was going to win the Rumble. And I won the Rumble. So So we're going to do that right there. I'm just going to say something real quick. I'm not going to harp on it because we, we, I feel like it might stay in the way of a bunch of things. When you announce you're going to do something and you don't pull through, it doesn't mean you can take someone else's opportunity from doing it. And so, honestly, and this is awful to say, you could have chose anybody, but you specifically went after an FTI crew member. There's FTI repercussions. You're not the real world champion. That's that's all I got to say about it. That, that, that's all I got to say about it. Entity, you've been awful quiet. Uh oh. I mean, I know the night before on the pre-show, Chris Jericho did try and run interference on your match against Angus, but he was representing Grayson. If he was representing anyone else, if he was representing, how if he was representing Matt over there, I, I would have been fine with it. But you couldn't do this to Grayson, <laughs> of all people. Okay, first of all, who? Secondly, Grayson I, Secondly, it doesn't matter because. That belt right there in the middle of the screen tells me that I won fair and square. So look, now we I mean we could keep going about this or you know, we could actually I, I took the liberty out of my time to invite the two of you on my podcast and y'all are bringing up a fake champion, hey, fake champion. Hey. Hey, if I can break the fourth wall, I did say before this episode aired, this would go down as the shortest episode of the E cast. So like Anything past the minute mark after talking about the Persona Rumble is just generous by you. Oh, Entity, how could you do that? That's just mean. Okay, there we go. He's back to normal. Okay, we're good. Y'all some bitches. I know. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'll admit it. I'm not even going to argue that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not going to argue something that's true. I feel like... I feel like no matter, like, the stuff I love doing... When, like, I like poking someone's buttons, I choose, like, the most, like, intricate ways of doing it. And not gonna lie, this Persona Rumble beef we have literally going on Twitter and everywhere we go is some of the most fun I have in a day. Maybe a month, maybe a year. But I just think it's so wild that we were able to do a virtual Rumble and we literally made it canon all over FTI to where even on track five, a celebration, I was streaming everyone on streaming platforms right now, uh, Eero makes reference to him being the world champion, and everybody I've shown this album to is like, hey, what world champion is he? And I'm like, hey, go to my YouTube channel, FTI Studios, and check it out. And then I'm not going to lie to you, after they do it, they like, that's some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. And I'm like, let's go, let's go, that's amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, chat, what I just linked in chat is the link straight over to the Spotify uh, Celebration EP from FTI Studios. Make sure you go give that a listen if you have not already. Very talented artists on there. Sorry to interrupt you. 
No, 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 man. I, I was trying to find words, and I'm like, I don't know if I have any more to say. But about celebration, I don't know if it was like a scheduled time to talk about this, but like, man, man, putting that together, hearing the demos, talking to everybody. Eero, you sent your stuff in the fastest. I'm like, hey, so I have this idea, and you're like, I got you, bro. And I'm like, I know you have me. But just the fact that it was like that, I was like, oh my god, what? And then I was like, but I can't advertise it because the closing message means you made it there. It's right. not as special as if it's advertised. But I, I don't know this as a fact because unfortunately the previous album, Welcome Inside, it's not streaming everywhere. Um, I don't know if many people uh, ran through it all because like uh, the analytics for how you stream across everything compared to you uploading it by yourself is, is night and day um but man just the amount of people that ask like what do you mean fti world champion i don't see that anywhere on the instagram and i'm like you have no idea the world we're creating and i'm just having the a grin on my ear ear uh, you know what i'm trying to say and then i'll message <laughs> Hannity and i'm like hey have this idea what do you think he's like hey here's your idea flip it one upside down and then i'm like man we can make a series out of this yeah. and Nero's like yeah, and I could be a fake world champion out of this. But anyways, to to uh, what I was saying, Entity, um, how do you feel about Celebration? I meant to ask you this, because you literally had it on your story at 12.01 in the morning. And I was like, what? I mean, we forget to the crucial point here, that I am, before you said you felt like it was Friday for you, it is Friday for me. And 12.01 midnight for you is only 6pm for me, so I happen to be very, very lucky. I had the subscriptions page open and i was hitting refresh 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 huzzah yes, let's go oh my god oh that like makes me down. so happy let's go that's awesome yeah which i also did forget to mention that as well uh to the viewers to the listeners uh this episode officially makes the ecast an international podcast because mr matthias over here is uh located in Canada. Canada. And Mr. Entity is a uh, New Zealand. Yes. Yes. Thank you for not saying Australia. I didn't I didn't even know that. I actually didn't know he's from New Zealand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I used this background <laughs> to disguise my location. I could be uh, anywhere. You notice how Bray Wyatt got released as soon as Animatic Entity's background became known? Like he was using it before, but his time of release lined up with when Entity had that like prominent as his background. I'm just saying, you've never seen The Fiend and Entity in the same place. But I've seen The Fiend at SummerSlam, but I've never seen Entity at SummerSlam. Man, it, like, you must do some, I mean, like, demon-turning shit, man, because you got to eat a little bit to get to that size, brother. You look a little, <laughs> look a little small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Let's go. But uh, in all seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have got a lot of questions for these two gentlemen. I, uh, I, I cannot express enough to uh, even say how excited I've been for this episode of the podcast. And I know these Me two too. gentlemen, I know these Me two too. gentlemen have also been excited for this. Um, too much, too much. So I kind of do this in a streaming platform, right? Uh, to where like most of my guests are typically streamers. Which, I mean, the two of you have streamed before. <laughs> However, you two are more uh, from an entertainment perspective of making 
people known to your community and to other communities along with it. Which also, I just, I, I kind of want to just get this out of the way. I first of all, thank you to for allowing me to be into the FTI family. It has been an honor and a privilege to not only get to know the two of you, but all the other amazing content creators, uh, streamers, you name it, that we've had it, musicians, whatever it be, uh, that we've had in this like FTI group, in this FTI family. Um, I have enjoyed every moment that we have had together in this entire ordeal, um, going from that very first Discord call to me <coughs> winning <clears throat> the FTI Persona Rumble all the I'm way up done. until right now. So, I want to get that out of the way. I want to get that out of the way. Get the formalities. So, so, you go from I have questions to I'm going to make you speechless. And that's... Anything. I hope you're ready to carry an interview, bro, because I don't know what... Uh, Alright, yeah. Uh, what? What? Man, so... On like, on, like... I'm just going to, like... So Emerson Corleone doubles as my brother in real life, not like blood brother, but like yeah, he, yeah, he's he's my brother. Um, brother from another man, brother from oh yeah, I mean, my if god! If he got in a boxing ring, he'd be your corner man. Well, his songs rumble for a reason, you know. Um, so Aiden is always like the boy Eero. You know, it's the boy Eero, and he's like Eero's a G. And I'm just like, man, it makes me so happy when one art, like, platform, genre, medium, whatever you want me to type in a newsletter to make it readable to, like, another. You know, like, how cool that is? And, oh, man, and you saying that, I don't even know if I can answer questions. Like, as I said, Entity's carrying this interview now because <laughs> I have no idea what to say. Fair enough. Um... Oh, yes, Ollie, thank you for that. Uh, also, chat, if you use exclamation mark FTI in chat throughout the duration of the stream, you'll be able to get the exclusive link tree link to everything FTI, which I also want to say, I had no idea that y'all had linked my Twitch channel in that, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, my God, of course. Um, I can say add to that. Um, if you go to the FTI shop and use code FTIEROE, you can save what is it, 20% now? I, I believe it's 20%, but on like the topic of the merch hub, um, that like I never really considered ways how like FTI would be like worn, I guess. So to see like the merch hub and you're just scrolling through like numerous creators, man, I just feel like that's so crazy because like when you're creating it, you don't notice it, mm -hmm. but you're visiting it on like your phone or whatever. And you're like, oh, they do that. They do that. No. Way. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, one of the lads from Post Unavailable, uh, Basie came into my work uh, about two weeks ago. And he didn't mean to bump into me, but he was wearing the Riptide season t-shirt. And to him, he's just taking a t-shirt from his closet. But for me, I'm like, oh my god, I'm talking about that in two weeks on Heroes Ecast, and you don't even know. <laughs> like, you know? Man. Right. Oh. I appreciate everything you do to make FDI feel like one million Canadian dollars. I don't know if that equals out to a lot, so we'll go with two million. Um, but man, like we had a conversation was it last Monday, and I was like, dude. We have something going in the works, and I need you a part of it. And you're like, of course. I've got you. And I'm just like, let's go. Absolutely. Fucking right. Yes. Um, but let's, uh, let's get into the brass tags. Okay. 
So I, I, I don't know how y'all want to do this. Uh, a lot of these questions, I mean, are going to be about mainly FTI, but also about the two of you. So, I mean, y'all could answer this together. Um, y'all can answer it separately. It doesn't really matter to me. Take all the time you need. We have no time restrictions whatsoever. All right, guys. Um, so first and foremost, uh, I need to reword a couple of these cause I, uh, I haven't, obviously they're streamer questions. So first and foremost, who are the two of you and what exactly is FTI? I think we'll go with introducing each other first, then Matt can handle FTI because it is your baby. This that's a fair that point. Yeah, I'm not, I won't argue that. That's a fair point. Yes. Well, I'm in a minute against the end. Me streaming wise, uh, it started. Oh god, I'm trying to think of when it exactly started, but more or less was me just doing wrestling things. Because wrestling video games are very fun things. And commentary over wrestling video games is a very fun thing to do. And creating stories. 2005. And... Yes. Well, 2005, I'd say 2008 for me. Okay. Is about the time I would have started on the wrestling games and just talking to my screen. Much to the chagrin of my parents. Because they do not like wrestling. You hear little eight-year-old kids yelling about John Cena taking down and say, oh, Get on your nerves quickly. Wrestling wasn't cool for me growing up. Uh, Entity, sorry, were you? Um, I'm done. Yeah, you go. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but before I introduce myself, wrestling wasn't cool growing up. So it's really weird to see it in pop culture because, like, as like same yeah. entity, like my family literally thought it was a male soap opera, and that's how I've described it every day. But like, man, it's insane that Entity and I actually met through uh, ATWE and uh, Ben's uh, Archipel's virtual wrestling world. And uh, it's crazy I think about it. I was like, I was able to connect with this fucking phenomenal, amazing lad from New Zealand who has my procrastinating ass 24 seven. Like, I don't know if you guys understand, like an FTI newsletter, like I'm so bad at timing those. Like, I could send it to him Tuesday night and go like, hey, so it's Wednesday morning tomorrow. I am so sorry. This got caught up. And he doesn't say anything. He just has it in the Dropbox. He's like, check the Dropbox. And I'm like, what do you mean? And to know that all started from wrestling, man, I'm not only excited and thrilled that it's in pop culture, but I'm so glad, like, I have a story. It's like, how did my, the thing I, like, revolve my personality around, like, introduce me to this fucking phenomenal person if there's a swear jar i'm very sorry it's going to be filled in like half an hour into this i mean it'd, um, be, it'd be filled if i did this by myself anyway so you're fine <laughs> when we when we did that one-off fti sponsorship uh discord meeting you literally introduced yourself you're like hey i swear like a sailor and i was just like thank fuck because i did not want to handle this like, <laughs> hello everybody my name is matt like nah um before before we began this, I know I said to you, I'm like, I don't know how to introduce myself. And I was thinking about it this entire time, other than you not winning the Persona Rumble. Um, I was thinking about it this entire time. Um, I really feel like the best way to describe myself is, like, everyone's hype man. Like, I genuinely give a fuck about... Um, I genuinely give a fuck about everybody. Uh, 
you can tell fake support from real support and when you're like working with a bunch of different people who have different intentions different end goals um a lot of it i'm running circles but the words end goal together differentiate for everybody but i feel like fti we all have that like similar path end goal um because it's easy to find somebody in the community that doesn't like really line up um so to say like the big thing like oh i'm everyone's hype man i truly believe that because it's amazing getting to know everybody and what they do but i would feel worse if i'm like oh i'm everyone's hype man and i genuinely don't go out of my way to check what they're doing um right, right. but, uh, but uh, other than that man like i i i guess i'm just a man with like literally too many ideas and not to sound like a hallmark original movie that you can find in my store for 7.99 with not enough time um I don't know. Like I, I keep, that was like the first question. I was like, "Oh, they only get they only get tougher from here," and that's like putting your name on a quiz. Uh oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's my answer. <laughs> but panning off of the who are the two of you? What who is or what is FTI? Okay, that's any that's that's like putting the date on the quiz now. I don't know what the date is. I thought it was Friday all day. How could you do this to me? <laughs> um, no. So FTI, I don't know what I started it as, but I really know how much time I put into like graphics or like I used to do cartoon art um, on Instagram. And I knew if like I spent eight hours, I was like, likes aren't everything, but it's, you need to acknowledge that what you do deserves to be showing off no matter if a label showing it off downtown Hollywood or your friends are sharing around an Instagram story. If you devote your fucking time to something, you deserve the credit. Uh, it's a lot it's a lot harder for me to say that than for me to like actually do that um so i created fti out of like the the hub so everybody can feel like a celebrity in their own right i don't want anybody to think of fti as like this like oh they're just trying to get everybody big it's like no we're a family disguised behind the word studio because from the inside family doesn't roll off the tongue like fti studios um very true very true the big the big day i remember and i don't know the exact date um there was this place called harmony lunch in kitchener and uh emerson corleone palm reader dr meat steve dave leaf grizzly um i think ai the human was there and they were all performing and like the crowd was going fucking ridiculous and like i'm honestly telling you chat ero entity anybody listening i'm telling you think of that diner in your town think of that diner where the 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 parking lot's bigger than the dining space, okay? Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. place was bumping. Like, the room was shaking. I was like, this place is, unfortunately, I feel like going out of business soon. And it unfortunately did. But this place was shaking. And so I was like, these people have a room shaking. Imagine what other people could think of them. Um, and I, at the original, original, FTI used the word client. And I remember talking to Joe, otherwise known as Palm Reader, and he's like, client makes it feel like, I don't know how he put it, like he was like, client doesn't make it feel homey. I, I could be wrong with what he said, but I feel like FTI is just a family that always expands, and 99.9% .9 of people like Lysol Wipes can fit in. Um, and that 1%, I'm unfortunate, but like, it's a family. Um, I don't know what else. I feel like whatever we do is kind of like experimental in a way, but it's all family. Cause like, if it doesn't work, we're like, yo, that was still the coolest thing. We got this person involved. They did that. 
like Emerson's Music Corner. I'm sorry if my answer's going too long. Um, no, you're fine, man. Emerson's Music Corner honestly began because we went drinking uh, downtown. And I was like, man, you're a music encyclopedia. This man has over 2,000 vinyl uh, split between like three houses. And I'm like, you need to put people onto the music you know. Because, yeah, you're an artist yourself and like you don't define yourself in one genre, but your brain literally holds everything in the world. And like uh, we all have a mutual friend. Uh, his name is Dylan. And uh, yeah, everyone knows Dylan. He shoots guns, he, uh, he chugs beer. His next one's crazy. I can't wait to show everyone that. Um, like, Dylan's like, yeah, there we, you talked about a guy named New Villain. Now I'm bumping his discography on uh, Apple Music. And I was just like, things like that, man. Like, experimental family things that we can all do, and you don't know who. Uh, so, FTS, right? Um, for example, to relate it to Eero and the ECAST, I would say it's like Aiden, actually. I, I don't know if I, this was said earlier, um, how he's like, Eero's the man, Eero's the G. And he knows you from newsletters, word of mouth. And then he's popping in the Twitch stream last week. We're listening to Celebration. But I'm like, yo, Aiden's in the chat. Let's go. That's a win. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, man. It's just, it's just a family, I find. And that's my answer. <laughs> Anything to add, Entity? I mean, I got very lucky. Me and Matt, we met through HDLE, which is one of many 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 wrestling core federations that have existed and will exist but he messaged me one day out of the blue on twitter like i've got this thing and i would love to have a voice over person for it and he newsletter 33 for anybody wondering yeah and <laughs> don't question that audio quality on my end from that one but he came out of the blue and asked me if he wanted to if i wanted to do it and i was a bit confused because interactions with matt in terms of chat we see how he is about our world champion up there and the way he's interacted he's like that in the core federation atwe as well he's matt styles is his man through and through and he made sure everyone knew it so i hadn't interacted with him much out of sight of him being matt styles hype man and the fact he wanted me to be a part of this was something that blew my mind and I was very confused still don't think I know what I'm doing quite right yet but it's, man it's a do you know do you know how many people and I think Eero feels the same and if the chat is like um viewed a newsletter or someone with entity a part of it the amount of people that could say a newsletter can't be without entity is like it speaks volumes because like how do you, how else would you introduce the FTI newsletter without hearing animatic entity at the beginning let me tell you like, man like the first time I heard his voice um on a newsletter i i i stopped i was like hang on what i had to have played i couldn't tell you what newsletter it was i had to have replayed the beginning of that newsletter probably four or five times just because like your intro was so flawless and it just bam 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 and like your your voice is just something like honestly bro audiobooks if you haven't done it you need to do it because i'd listen to you read a book all night long brother like you put me to sleep man 100 percent i you say that there's been a couple times where I've tried. Well, actually, I now I don't even remember where the hell this was happening, but I do karaoke a lot, and karaoke is a thing <laughs> I did in voice chats for a particular group. I've forgotten when this was, or where it was, or why it was, but they ended up going read to me, read books, record books, and I won't be able to find it because it's probably deleted long gone now, but. 
I had been doing the Hobbit audiobook, The Hobbit, because New Zealand, ha ha, Lord of the Rings, ha ha ha, Middle Earth, ha ha ha. But I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. I'd been reading The Hobbit and they'd been playing to the kids, one of them, because he's. I need to get in contact with But he's mid 30s and he had a kid that was about four and he'd play audiobooks of me reading The Hobbit to his kid to go to sleep. That's the thing. I'm currently doing a catch-up course for college so I can get into doing broadcasting and radio in New Zealand. <laughs> Let's go! That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's phenomenal. Let's go. The only detracting point I have to say about it is that because it's a pathway to catch up course, they try and do it for every single course that they pathway is I'm doing a bachelor of broadcasting pathway, but there's three hundred people on this course. And of those three hundred people, about two hundred of them go into nursing, fifty of them go into midwifery, about twenty of them going into social work. And two only of one us, of them goes into FDI. Two of us are going into broadcasting, so there are no broadcasting specific courses like subcourses on it so i'm learning a lot of social workies type stuff purely because my mum is a social worker and i had to pick a couple options so went with the ones that at least i'd be able to parlay my mum's knowledge into it's always useful that's awesome man that's awesome uh let me let me tell you the the minute that you uh publish something with your voice on it like it's it's full on like you better send me a copy or link me a copy where i could buy it because i'm doing it i'm doing it you're you're legendary, bro. Dead ass. Two hundred and four percent. And I mean, it just it, every single time, man. It just and let me tell you, I'm si- I was sitting here and I was prepping because like your intro is flawless, but sometimes you just go so quick at it that like it's a little hard for me to understand what you're saying. So I had to pick one where you like you spoke a little slower because you know. Uh, did um did you get to come across the newsletter where I believe Entity was moving and we had uh, Emerson Corleone narrate it and it sounds like a freestyle. It is like it has done so well. I believe Couch's uh, Slime Time hoodie is featured in it and uh, Nos Brunus. But I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna uh, have to look that uh, one up. Man, like edit, like some of Entity's yeah are fast, but Emerson Corleone's like drop a beat and I was like it's just a script. Drop a beat and I was like okay, let's go. All right, it was a great time. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, moving on from that, uh, how long has FTI been around? I know it's been a bit, because uh, I think in the 100th episode of the newsletter, or 100 newsletter, whichever one you want to call it, I think you guys had like a collab of like six albums together, like six different pictures, I think it was, but how long has FTI been around? So I started it um, with watching the TV show Dave. Um, Dave is the show that features uh, the rapper and actor Little Dicky. And on surface, everyone's like, Little Dicky, rap name. Like, what do you mean? How, like, why is this guy or whatever? Um, this man is an intelligent motherfucker. This man was doing Kickstarters in 2014, 2015. He was, like, proving he can rap, like, not satirical, but, like, acceptable if that makes sense because like with a rap name like little dicky like you say it on the surface how far is he gonna go right mm. um so he has this tv show called dave and it's loosely based on like his life and i noticed in a lot of it especially like the first six episodes like everything that everybody was telling him 
It was just like, yeah, but we're going to do it this way and it's going to work. So April 2020 happens and I believe I have a tweet. I don't know. And I'm just like, just finished watching the TV show, Dave. And like April 20, I think it was the 20th, like a few days before we like launched the Instagram page. I was like, this is about to be something so cool and special. I don't care if it stays citywide, but the logo came to my head very fast. So I like put a lot of faith into it. Um, but I will say like to newsletter 33, when Andy uh, joined the team, that's when I felt like it was established, if that makes sense. Um, but I also feel like it took till midway through the glacier season to like actually say, guys, check us out. Um, cause a lot of it was kind of like, they don't know their identity. They're still in the beginning phases, like finding the bricks to build the house. Um, and then I want to say it was the beginning of the orbit season. I was talking with Dylan of couch and I remember I was like, what are, what's like, what's your drive behind this? Why are you, why are you creating this? And he told me his end goal. And I was like, he's working extremely hard for his end goal. And like, it's paying off because like, I'm wearing couch right here, my shirt under his couch. This wasn't even planned. You don't have to believe me. Um, and like, look at the cool stuff Dylan is crafting. Brianna as well. That's actually how I met me, uh, Mindy and Cena um, was through Dylan. And I was just like, everything he's doing is so cool and it's so him that from here on out, the orbit season and beyond has to be me and not what I think will work to catch people's eyes. And then the flourishing season happened. And I love FTI, but unfortunately the flourishing season is like that one season you're like, it was like the drifter, like you like went through it real quick, even though it's like overstayed its welcome personally. Um, but the riptide season, man, like I look at this every day. There Alex has one hero. Like, I'm like, this is something. Like, people are like invested. People love the I don't mean invested with money, but people are like in on this, and this is crazy. Um what came after that? The resonance season. That was so. because, as always, I'm with Aiden, and I was like, Emerson's Music Corner, it's an easy sell if we say it's, like, with the season of music and the resonant, and then it worked out like that, and then Aiden's like, hey, my pops is a graphic designer, so we got Aiden's dad to come in and be the graphic designer for it, and then Aiden talks to this uh, fellow named Magic Beats, and Magic Beats is like, listen to this, this will go perfect with the background. Emerson's Music Corner, the instrumental man, oh my... You put Animatic Entity's voice over it. That's like 10 audiobooks right there. Um, and then the Persona season. I don't need to say much about that because if you know who I am, you know what wrestling is to me. Um, and now that's where FTI is now. I know the question is when did it start, but I believe that's every season. Yes. Fair enough. Anything to add, Entity? I mean... This season, I'm very much enjoying lots of wrestling-related stuff, and I think I'm... I'll claim I'm more addicted to wrestling than you, Matt. Oh, huh, yes. Oh, no, yeah. no. I, I, As much as I love wrestling, and I can, like, make it in every conversation, Entity has playlists of matches just in case he wants to go click the random button, and it's like... Yeah. For example, uh, the Ethan Page and Josh Alexander match, Entity already knew That's about it, because it was added... Yeah, it was added to yeah. the playlist. I was and like, I <laughs> I believe a few uh, sexy Stan Smith matches are in there as well. Uh, keep going, Eddie. Sorry, but yeah, you're 100% yeah. more of a wrestling fan. 
I think there's about 7,000 videos. I haven't watched them all, but there is about 7,000 across two playlists. And I've discovered on YouTube you can only have 5,000 videos in a single playlist. So wow. You had the I had cap. Make, I had the cap, so I had to make a second playlist. No cap No cap Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm very tempted to do the same with just full pay-per-views and full shows because I've probably seen about 200 in the last five months I've been going. I should probably start compiling those because whilst having random individual matches is fun, being able to watch an entire card, whether it's trash, whether it's a dumpster fire, or whether it's amazing, it's good to see the story throughout the card because you can have something at the beginning affect something at the end. and I love that. I love the interconnectedness that wrestling can have. For sure, for sure. Mm. Well, Man, like screen share that. I am so down to watch wrestling. <laughs> oh my. Well, I will say, uh, Matthias, you uh, unknowingly pretty much answered my next two questions as well. Because uh, my next two questions were going to be is uh, what got you into streaming aka what made what got you into making fti and also what was your inspiration behind fti so unknowingly you'll go in ahead and answered a couple of my next questions so i think we'll just go ahead and move forward from that but um i guess uh what inspires fti to keep going you know what i mean like what what makes you want to get up and start working on the next newsletter after like today when you just released episode 103 i'm actually gonna um want to let entity answer that first because i i know like he loves it but like i'm i've always been so curious to that so thank you for asking it <laughs> i mean at the start it was a case of this guy who is great i've already seen amazing designs from him that we've used in atwe before i even was aware that fti existed and I was happy to do something because any friend of Ben, generally he's got good taste in friends. He's a great guy. He's underrated. ATW doesn't get as much attention as it should. Actually, wait, wait. What he just said is so true. If wrestling isn't your thing, but watching, like, just stories and, like, it's been going on for numerous years, so, like, there's lineage, there's history, there's reason why things are happening... And he said it right, ATWE deserves so much more. Uh, I uh, We announced on Twitter the other week, we got to partner with them. And like that was more of like a Matt to Ben thing, because I was like, man, this is so cool. Uh, sorry, keep going. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, he would get 30 viewers regularly when, I'd say, season three or season four of ATWE, it would be 30 to 40 viewers regularly. It'd be the top of the category on Twitch. And I'd say about 30% of those viewers could not give a toss about wrestling. Wrestling is very much an acquired taste, but he would drag people in because he's magnetic. He's got a wonderful personality. Springboard! <laughs> yes, things like that. His passion for it. And you could tell it was a project of passion that kept people coming in and kept enjoying it. But So from someone that he highly trusts and involves heavily in something that he loves in ATWE, wanting me to be the voice behind it. That was amazing enough. But what keeps us going, look how far we've come. 103 newsletters as of today. So many wonderful collaborative things. We've got Danielle Betts with amazingly 
amazing, amazing, amazing motivational videos. Thank you, Danielle Betts. You, you deserve what again? Same with ATWE. Surely, there's a great amount of people already viewing it. Danielle Betts deserves the world. She's amazing. Emerson, with that music, I, I don't consider myself overly high class when it comes to music. I don't. I, I find something that sounds nice. Yep, sure, good for me. That service level for me. So, getting to sit down, and listen to Emerson, go on. It will take you on a journey, and people need to invest in that because there's an entire season. We could see future seasons, but if you haven't already, go indulge in Emerson's music corner. And that's what keeps me going for FTI. See what we've already got going. What. It's come before what we know we can do. Yeah. It's... That is like everything and more that I would have said for that. That is, yeah, like, and he summed it up perfect. Like, there's so many individuals, collectives, whatever you define yourself as that are so passionate about what they do. Like, it's crazy that, like, Twitch streams are so awesome to watch because you get to interact, but you know whoever's behind the camera is having the time of their life seeing a new message pop up because someone's interacting. Like, I, my thing that I am trying to perfectly describe, and I haven't found the way to describe it yet, so this is going to be awfully worded, is... Don't let your numbers define why you, you're passionate about it. Like, fuck it if you only have three viewers. Fuck it if you only have X amount and you're like, oh, why doesn't this have more? You lose why you do it right there. Amen. Because you, tur you turned your craft, your passion into a game because the next person next to you has five more, ten more, a thousand more. And it's like everybody and i hear this quite often and like i can say till my face goes blue like it did earlier or was green when i was the hulk like i can say i'm like numbers don't matter and everything but it just sucks as a general consensus that fucking people look at fti on instagram and go like you're so passionate about some of those 600 followers do you know how far it goes past 600 followers i can't show this on camera but fti holiday cards were unfortunately never sent out but the just the locations, like, yeah, it's just an Instagram thing. It has 600 followers. Get out of my face. Like, you know the community, the love, the discussions where we're like, we should do this. Yo, look at this person doing that. Yo, Matt, you should check this out. Yo, Entity, check this out. Tell me what you think. Honest thoughts. And so on and so forth. And then you're going to tell me, but it only got 50 plays. Is it really that hype? Are you kidding? Come on. It is family, man. And I don't want to sound like Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> but like once somebody like numbers are important and they actually dictate how something goes yes but if you can keep that in level with why you do it i don't see any problem but if you're like hey guys this is my last youtube video got only uh 20 less views than this one out so you guys don't like my content anymore and it's like how do you view it that way not only does everybody have their own things they have to take care of every day but you just exposed on why you create your content or why you create create your craft um, I honestly forgot the question because, like, that's something, as I said at the beginning, has been, like, getting at me for a bit because the conversation of 600 followers, 600 this, and it's like, I can have five people and be like this. Like, right. fill a room with 600 people and say only 600. 
I oh the the yeah. thing that irks me the most, and this is a personal pet peeve, is how's your Instagram thing going? What? That's not only so mean, but you put us in a box where it's so much more than an Instagram thing. Right. Do you know how lovely and how great everything is to be called an Instagram thing? To your credit, I'll give you, yeah, before the glacier season, of course. But to say, oh, they're still in that box no matter what they do, you're playing yourself. Like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. 100%. 100%. Man, I got to say, um, I also forgot to mention in today's episode of the newsletter, which... Uh, to my viewers, to my listeners, you can go check out on the uh, FTI Instagram. If you're live here in the chat, exclamation mark FTI, go click on the uh, link tree. Go make sure you follow them on Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. I will say uh, Instagram is pretty much the head hub for everything in FTI. Um, everything <coughs> I said about followers and everything, Eero is correct. Instagram is where you'll catch everything. Uh, Twitter's where you'll catch us getting hacked in quotations if you're viewing the video of this uh, with like us having fun but Instagram's like where you know something's coming or like we have a clear view of what we want to put out um, there has been instances where like we promote something or we like throw something out but like we need to be confident that we want that on FTI um, but yeah as you said like that is the main hub definitely and uh, you guys were generous enough to not only once again feature me, the E row, the E fam, in this uh, today's episode of the newsletter. You also uh, featured the E cast, which uh, first of all, thank you both so very much for that. Um, Hell yeah! It's always an honor to be featured, even if it's for a second in anything that y'all do. Um, and to kind of rewind back to your point of it's only 600 followers, let me tell you, I got to think here for a second. Collectively, I have been doing this, not exactly the podcast, but content creation, streaming, video making, video editing. I have been doing this for, I want to say, damn near 15 years. Um, like Justin TV, like we're going way back? Uh, oh, way back, way back to like my very first YouTube channel back in, you know, 2005. When um, you get rewards for whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Of ba- course. Yes. Here, here's something for my old heads out there. Back when Smosh ran things back when they oh, had the man, back when they had the, the most subscribed channel on YouTube. What uh, equals three with yeah. Ray William Johnson? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. My. Oh, my. Yeah, I was on YouTube back then as WWE fan 34 EJR. And, uh, (laughs) so I've been doing this. I've been doing this for a while. And granted, this past couple of years have been, well, actually, probably the last year and a half, have been where I have taken the most, um, the most effort into anything that I've done as far as content creation. No, W's in the chat. Let's go. Yes. (laughs) And I feel like I have gotten the most out of everything in this past year and a half, uh, going all the way from becoming an affiliate on Twitch to meeting some of the wonderful people that I've met going from Jedi Joker to, uh, you know, some of them are in the chat, but you know, we always keep them in the heart, uh, going from, uh, Jack the lion to the most poetic Etta to, of course, uh, the Geek Slays, and, of course, you know, the wonderful group that is FTI. Um, 
And let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, 600 followers only, like, that irks my skin too, man. Because I remember streaming to zero. And it is a, an honor to ever have a single person that's brand new, even someone that's returning, to come into this chat, know that they're safe, and uh, just come hang out with me for if it's 5, 10, 15 minutes. Um, so I completely understand where you're coming from with uh, only 600 followers. Like, do you realize how much work we've had to put in to get to that point? Do you any of uh, any of those people have any recollection on how hard I've worked to get to 300 and I think as of right now 14 followers on Twitch and like to that doesn't it just light a fire under your ass like you're the next person <laughs> I'm proven wrong 100% like, 100% which oh 100% which oh. I also want to take a quick moment and I want to thank uh, I'm going to butcher this first one Sroon uh wednesday and ret foot for this with followers so the first lad's my boy joey the second lad is the ever wonderful wednesday and the third lad is dylan who oh my god what is going on that is amazing dylan as in couch no uh dylan as in dylan foot the dylan that's like what's up guys i'm doing this for this community video pew pew oh gotcha gotcha, gotcha man yeah well that's amazing well, I appreciate the follows nonetheless, everybody. I thank you so very much. Uh, and don't worry, chat. I still see you. I still see you. Um, and yes, uh, Rhett, Epic Rat Battles of History, 100%. Vader versus Hitler. Oh! Uh, what is it? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Seuss versus Albert Einstein? Oh. Yeah, man. No, the, like, I... Dude, I had... I uh, <clears throat> illegally downloaded uh, some of those, and I had them on an old MP3 player of mine. And I'd just be bouncing them while I'm walking in the halls of my high school, man. 100%. Me and a couple Tyler. of my classmates ended up recreating those because we, we were the sound techs for my intermediate, so 11, 12. About 11 or 12, we'd be recreating those on the stage. <laughs> instead amazing. of doing the sound techs that we're meant to do. Because we got That's told awesome. we had an hour to set up stuff, but we recorded those instead. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Alright, so this next one... I personally think is one of the hardest questions I'm going to ask. Oh, um, why, would you, why would you begin it like that? You know I have social anxiety. Well, it, it's, take a minute and think about it, all right? <laughs> oh, okay, fair, okay. That's why we have entity. Awesome, basics. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, typically, <laughs> typically, like I say, this is also, I, I these are typically streamer questions, but I'm going to reword it a little bit here. So this, the question is, is what sets you apart from other channels slash streamers? And this is kind of like the typical answer of like, what sets you apart? And you go, uh, well, my streams are better, blah, blah, blah. I, 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 you know, Geek and Orion both found their own significant ways in order to answer this question. But instead of channel slash streamers, I want to know what sets FTI apart from all of your other big organizations out there. Because... Personally, if I may, personally, I kind of feel that in the future, FTI could become, quite frankly, as big as, like, FaZe, or, quite frankly, like, Optic, or something to that extent. Now, I mean, I don't know, but I'm asking you both, what sets FTI apart from everything else that's out there in the media? I'm going to try to be... Over there. It's the good yeah. doctor over there. I'm going to try to be, like, really, like, short with this. So, like, 
no words get lost in the shuffle. Um, I feel like we're not afraid to experiment and we don't get discouraged by if our experiments don't work. Um, I know, like, you need to, like, have an identity, of course, and you, you need to know, like, what mainly sets you apart, yes. But I feel like once you're comfortable with it, you don't get scared because that's the wrong word, but, like, you're like, if I do it this way, it's not going to work. They're not going to know me for that. So, like, I just feel like it's a community and, like, FTI itself, if, like, you just take, like, the brand, it's just, like, experimental, but it's not afraid to be discouraged. But it's also very, like, unique. Like, it's a community of individuals from all around the world, and you might not know more than 10, but you at least still know nine, right? Um, but, like, everybody's like, I do this, I aim to do that. Well, actually, let me let me do it this way. Eero, say, messages me for the first time. He's like, hello, I'm looking to be in an FTI newsletter. And I'm like, what's going on? How are you? Uh, all the, like the beginning talk. And then I'm like, this is what's required to be in an FTI newsletter. And the, this, it's been the same since day one because it's all you need to know about why they do it. It's like, I need your content, whatever we're showing off. But then I also need a brief description of you as an artist. I, I would like to know as you as an individual because I don't ever want to like introduce someone to entity for example that like i don't truly see like the hype behind um so when we send the email it's like who are you as a person who are you as an artist um what drives you what would you consider personal milestones reached and what is your end goal and i typically put end goal in brackets because everybody's end goal is money looking over hollywood hills Personally, my end goal is cabin somewhere so far that the cell phone reception only works in a horror movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my answer. Even though I said I was going to keep it short, I definitely went long like a headline. Here we go. I Fair mean, enough. personally, for what I think sets FDI apart, it's Matt's passion. He loves every single person that he's brought onto the newsletter. He makes them the ch well, the champion. Of his world he makes it <laughs> the ultimate goal of his very being to make sure that they're loved as much as he loves fti he loves if a tear, come, if, he if a tear comes down my face i'm turning my webcam off i'm well it actually is not so allowed. this way not allowed. <laughs> okay all right my, well my hands are crossed for a reason i guess <laughs> oh my god oh my yeah. god man he puts his heart and his soul into fti man i'd I'd say ask ninety percent of the people that have viewed FTI. Oh, are you kidding? They come in and they ask why do you keep coming back? It's because Matt makes them their family. He will die for you. He will be there to champion your cause. He will make you he will shout your name to the clouds until the clouds reform into an image of you. Because he will move heaven and earth to make sure that you feel like you belong to show that you are the superstar that you are that's what matt does he puts in as much love as he can to fti because he does it for the passion 600 only 600 we keep having on about that it's not only 600 600 people that he has touched that he has moved to keep bringing it you see that he's too humble for his own good or perhaps it is due to how humble he is. But that's why Holy we keep coming shit. back. Holy shit, I can't believe 
We're not even an just, hour in yet, man. Put praise back on him. <laughs> look, at, look at the reaction he has. He does this every day for everyone that comes to FTI. Hello, I'm back. And that's what makes oh us different. God. Got his passion. That's all you need. Bit of passion. Like the Persona Rumble was filmed via WWE 2K19, and outside of it searing your eyes with its bright white background, 90% of the time, you'll get blow my mind, blow my mind, blow my mind, and it goes pa 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 passion. Yes, and that's why he has. That's what makes us so unique, so special. That's why I think we will outlast anyone that tries to usurp what FTI is. Sure, you can make a wonderful place to share great artists. Sure, you can pump out newsletters on the daily, on the weekly. But you don't have this passion. That's what makes us special, and that's why I'm happy to do this. That's why. How you get Emerson doing music corners, how you get Danielle doing her motivational videos, and man, how you get over 20 artists for Welcome Inside, it's how you get DPs coming out, it's how you get amazing artists right. such as the One Eyed Bandit doing art for us. And it's his on, a, on a one on one, like only Entity and I are in the room, man, you have no idea. How much I love you as a person, let alone a voice. Are you kidding? Man. Man. I'm a, a man. He's not He's not wrong, though, man. It, you know, honestly, uh, your, your passion, your drive, um, it's inspirational, honestly. Like, um, it's hard to put in words, man. Uh, it really is. But, like, you... Uh, you like every single time that you come to me with some kind of an idea, what is that background? <laughs> I can't do impressions. I can't have that belt anymore after that. I'm an asshole after that. Oh my god. But like, um, every single time that you come to me with some kind of new fresh idea, rather it be like, uh, what my thoughts are on this. Or, uh, you know, what, whatever, whatever it be. Um, and like, dude, my IRL job could be shit and like, I could have something going on personally and like, I just, I'm just not feeling it. But then like hearing, hearing you talk about it, seeing you talk about it for even just two seconds, like, I just get amped about it. I'm like, yeah, man, hundred percent. Like I'm in hundred percent. Fuck. Fire truck. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh my God. So, but, but yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree with entity. You're, you're driving passion. Honestly, honestly, the tag team duo of the two of you is legendary from your driving passion to entities, uh, narration skills and just the, the amount of, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. The amount of love that the two of you have is insane if you ever if you ever want to know the kind of character entity is we actually made the persona rumble trailers before we knew what we wanted the persona rumble to feel like to look like to even record it uh ero is actually oh my god you're like i'm trying to talk but like it's like an episode of hot ones where you just have tears in your eyes and you're trying to like form sentences and they just they ain't coming um <laughs> right right Man, but no, I remember Entity and Sexy Stan Ben 
and all, I, all of us were on a call, and I was like, so here's how I'm going to do it. We're going to have, like, 30 random dudes on the PC and screen record, and then he's like, I have a PS4. We have created dudes. I want to create Eero. Please send me his logo so we can put it on a shirt. Please do that <laughs> so we can make this happen. And then it's like, how do you not, how do you not want to keep doing that? Because you literally are playing a wrestling simulation video game, pitch an idea, and Entity is like, here's how we turn it up to 5,482%. And then I know we talked about it earlier that like, I can't stress how late Entity can get a newsletter recording sometimes. And sometimes they're not even all put together. I'm always like, oh, you know, this guy's being part of it, but we don't know like where it stands. And you just like, check the Dropbox. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I appreciate and I love, and obviously, man, I, I don't know how to talk right now, but like, thank you for everything said about me, but motherfucking animatic motherfucking entity? I think Nahom said in one of his takes last year, animatic motherfucking entity. And I hear it every time that way because that's how it's supposed to be motherfucking said. <laughs> like, man. 100%. 100%. Um, I do agree with Retfoot in chat. Says that we uh, need to end the stream so that we entity can just read us a bedtime story. Uh, which <laughs> I, I, I'm 100% there for. We don't have the time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. That's amazing. But um, with all that said... And uh, Matt, I'm gonna give you a minute to uh, to clean your face off for a second if if you hey, need oh to. Oh my god! Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay right now, but like, and trigger uh, warning next time. <laughs> right, right. And let's 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 shift gears. Let's shift okay. gears. Um, because I want to do my one of my favorite segments in the ecast, and that is Eros Top Five. Uh, oh. I I need to make some kind of like little like. Eros top five or some like we'll nonsense. Have, we'll have that done by next week. All right. Yes. Poggers. <laughs> uh, so these are five uh, somewhat simple and easy questions that uh, just prove to me, prove to the listeners, prove to the viewers, prove to chat that the two of you are indeed human beings and uh, not some kind of insane robots. But I mean, with your driving passion, honestly. Matthias, you're pointing the wrong way. Uh, I, you know, we've been doing it this whole time, then. Because Andy and I are beside each other on our screen, so he is pointing at me, but I'm pointing at him on mine. Right, right. It, it for me, uh, Matthias yeah, on mine, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you follow this one right here. I'm sorry, but you follow that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, let's start it off nice and smooth, nice and easy. Gentlemen, what's your favorite ice cream? Cookies and cream. Okay. okay. I know why I say it that way, but vanilla is a flavor. It's a thing. Chocolate. You can go way too sweet with chocolate. Cookies and cream. It's Oreos and ice cream. What more do you need? It's nice. It doesn't matter how cold that. If it's just come out of a freezer, every ice cream's gonna be solid. You've gotta leave it to melt a bit. But you still want a decent chunk. You wanna be able to crunch upon your quickest and cream. That's why it's the best. Goody goody gumdrops. Quite alright. So is Hokey Pokey. Goody goody gumdrops, I'm realizing might be a New Zealand exclusive thing. 
just uh, that phrase. Potentially. Yeah. It's, you put little jelly babies into mint-ish flavor, and but you need a little bit extra, a little bit crunch with your ice cream. Like ice cream cone, you have the cone for crunch. If it's just vanilla, otherwise it's boring. You're getting ice cream in a tub, cookies and creams all the way. How about you, man? My two-in-the-morning snack for the last two weeks has been mint chocolate chip ice cream. And then there it is. just to add more to it, because, you know, the sugar at two in the morning while your body's trying to sleep and digest and get rid of calories and I'm adding it, put chocolate chips on that. Watch life change. It's it's crazy. It happens enough. right in front of you. Fair enough. He's got the crunch. He knows. <laughs> yeah, every morning, two in the morning, see what I'm doing. Okay, okay. Entity. What did you say it was? Jelly bellies with slightly gumdrops. Goody goody gumdrops. Slightly minty. Yeah. Like so, like jelly bellies, like jelly beans. Uh, not quite. I'll I'll see if I. Goody goody gumdrops. Let me just. You you have my attention, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And and Matthias, I also want you to know, sir. Uh. You have added to the list of people who have said mint chocolate chip on this podcast. Back when this podcast was called Small Talks with the Big Guy, once upon a time ago, um, I had a running gag, because favorite ice cream is always how I started off the top five. Uh, And uh, I had a running gag of how many people said mint chocolate chip. Really? Oh, look at that. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. You may have crazy. said it. Are they, I'm assuming it's sour then, as well. No, not sour. It's very sweet. Really? Way too sweet. Oh, yes. Yeah. That it almost looks like. Uh, oh, Put I got it in a freezer and send it my way. I gotta remember that we live in three completely different continents. So <laughs> isn't that amazing? Yeah. What Brackle? She's not able to three continents. Okay, whatever. She's correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, entity that looks delicious, and you'll have to definitely send me and Matthias a, a, a some of it. I'll pay for with shipping the freezer. With, with with the freezer, I'll, dry ice. I'll pay, I'll pay. I'll pay for the freezers. Yes, there we go. There you go. There yeah, you go. Dry ice, and quads. Hell yeah. Um. Okay. So I assume that the two of you uh, are what we would call in this day and age gamers. I have picked up a Switch Pro controller this year, yes. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to say, chat and viewers, listeners, uh, y'all did not get to see the uh, amazing GameCube game collection that Matthias uh, decided to show us. uh, Wait, wait, this one? Yeah, yeah, that one. Do Do we have time for this? Does the network allow us to have this? Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you show it off while Entity asks my next series of questions? Because this one, ladies and gentlemen, is a twofer. Um, it, it, it's a part two in case some of you don't understand what two for means. Uh, so you can answer this in either way you want. Uh, but what's your favorite video game right now? And what is your favorite video game of all time? I answered by accident, but this is my answer for when it's my turn. I mean, Wind Waker is a good choice, but have at it, gentlemen. So right now, okay. This here is a desperate plea for anyone to join me on this server. Minecraft. Because yeah! I, uh, yes, a Minecraft roleplay server. Uh, Stoneworks. I'm on Eldom. 
technically part of there. Technically part of there. Start. Technically, though that's a very loose association, but it's Minecraft. Sandbox. You, and it's a story, that's a roleplay service that's about the world. Story building at its finest, as well as sandbox. Minecraft, you can build whatever the hell you want. It, those two come together, that's me. Yippee. But historically... Ooh, okay. There are three that would... Mm, yeah. Uh, I could expand that to four, but we'll go three that immediately pop into my head. This one is not it, but it's a game I played way too much and have the most knowledge about in terms of sporting games. It's Rugby 06 for PS2. It's got a good soundtrack, but that's not that's not the top. It's got to be either PS2 version of Star Wars Battlefront 2 or the Disney Pixar Cars the video game. <laughs> that game is... It has you asked no me why rights. I made it to your friends. Are you kidding? That was the answer. It has no right to be as good as it is. It's just a movie tie-in game. Why the fuck is it amazing? You why does it have, have um, the voice actors? Do you have yeah. um, cars on Steam Euro? I sure do not. Is this okay, something you're about I... to have? Yeah, you're about to yeah. have it. Oh so boy. Cars okay. on PS2, its graphics are trash. But Cars on Steam is what I remember Cars looking like on PS2 when I was a kid. So that's. I can go back and nostalgia trip all day, every day. So if you played it on PS2 and you try and play an emulator of it, it looks horrible. Because the port for PS2 of Cars, the video game, is horrible graphics. Play it on Steam and you will be able to indulge in that nostalgia and. Yeah! And I agree with this. if you've a drive about into free play, like just because it's open world to a degree, you drive about. If you see Mater, drive him full speed. 90% of the time, his voice line will be hilarious. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. Um, I'm actually just waiting for um, G2A to give me the car's key because we have one ready for Eero. Um, you have to be put into this world. This game had, like, as Entity says, has no right being this good. Um, the only flaw about the Steam port is that in Piston Cap Races, the mini game, it doesn't. There you go. I said it, it goes button one, button two, button three. Press certain buttons because you have to do button inputs. But because the Steam port isn't the only downside to it, is that. If you're using controller, it doesn't tell you what the buttons correspond to. It doesn't automatically switch to the Xbox ones or PlayStation ones. It just says button one, button two. It's okay. the same on keyboard, so that's the only failing of that game. Okay. Okay. On Steam, but otherwise it is. Chips kiss. I hope you enjoy your time with Car Zero because that is <laughs> one game. Yeah, that's a chef's kiss yeah. of the gaming world. They don't even know it. Yeah, it has no right to be... It has no right. Well, we'll see if I can stream it. Because if I have to play it on the PC, then I don't know if it'll allow me oh, to stream it plus play it's it. Oh, it's very minimum. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it, was in the, it was on the GameCube in 2005, if it helps with how bare it is in the GameCube. It had a rough time handling Wind Waker. 
Fair um, enough. Fair enough. So, I felt say. rude after because Entity was talking and I was showing off my GameCube collection, so I'm sorry. Um, no, you're, Mary, Matt, you're not sorry. Uh, oh, man. Man. Goat. <laughs> so, we got a goat game right here, greatest of all time. Sail the Seas. Um, we got the best soccer game of all time. If you've never played Super Mario Strikers, you have never lived. Um, I we got everybody's agree. favorite. Oh, isn't it so? And then they have a new one for the Switch this year. Yeah, it's uh, we, have, great. we have uh, um, Mario Bros. Melee. The only complaint I have with Melee is that Martha's in it, and I fucking hate Martha. Um, and then other games other than Cars. I saw a tweet last week, and it was like four went out for WWE 2K19. For no reason should a wrestling game have you hooked for four years when it was supposed it, to come out year in year out. It was mean to that. I agree, it's an amazing game, but it was a case of necessity. We may yeah. look on it far fonder than it should have because it's had as many years as you just said to have its communications be that good. 2K18 is underrated. 2K18 is very underrated. They have like the best like home menu ever. The soundtrack. The soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the universe mode man like every every year they're like oh universe mode we've added 30 cutscenes but i find with universe mode they take out all the cutscenes um 2K you know 7. yeah you know i gotta tell you though uh 2k15 was cena with this awful game with cena on the cover i the about the only thing i remember about that game was that the soundtrack was fire and uh yes yes cena, okay, cena and wiz khalifa like, they need to make an entire album together. That's all I just want to say off that. <laughs> what he say is, like, you better find time. Make me an instant preacher. You've never heard Cena spit with Wiz Khalifa. And I was like, man, has bars. Emerson Corleone, John Cena collab? What the fuck? Yo, I the gotta say. Good... I gotta say, that the Cena's album that came out in, like, 05. Um, Dude, you're literally calling my name split. right now. Holy right? shit, like, you actually have it. It's in the shrink wrap, bro. Like, man. It's still like, wrapped. No shot. Dude, like, everybody's like, oh, you're a wrestling fan. That's cute. I'm like, no, I, I die for this shit. Like, this is the, like. <sighs> if I could find it, I have no idea where it's at. I have a, the spinner belt. Uh, they made necklaces of it, like big, they stupid did. medallions. I got one gifted to me by my parents for Christmas back in, like, 08. I still have it to this day. It's upstairs somewhere. After this, after everything, I'm going to go try to find it, and I'll send you both a picture of it. But uh, that album, that album, if if chat listeners, viewers, if you don't know that album, you need to go listen to it. Not only does it have Cena's entrance theme. uh, My time time is now. But... uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. What's the slow song that's on there? I can't remember the name. Uh, Another Day is really good. Um, Make It Loud. That has no point going that hard. And then Bad Bad Man when they're doing the A Team. Oh, that, yeah, I love that right? music video. I love that Dude. music video. But oh. no, no, it's 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 so good. It's so good. But not to fangirl over John Cena. Like everyone stops him as a wrestler. Nobody gives him the chance as an actor. Man, I have this guy's motivational book right here, too, man. Like, this guy literally is the reason FTI exists right there. I, um, I, had, I had no idea he had a motivational book. I'm about to go to Barnes & Noble tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if he had multiple. He's great, though. How many make-a-wish things he's done? Everyone shits on him in wrestling fandom. 
up until he started going to Hollywood to do acting more because Wait, he. Okay, yeah. I, I I'm sorry. I also yeah. just I also just need to say uh, I, also Matt. By the way, brother, uh, I've been, I've been kind of jealous of you ever since you and I met. Stop! No! No! Because no. because oh no! I don't know where this is going. Because. Oh, you're fucking followed by John Cena on Twitter. I knew that was where. So, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it, the, the the thing is, no matter how much I say FTI's family and everything, I've pitched FTI to John Cena. I, if I can DM him, I'm gonna DM him. Shoot your shot. You know. I mean, hey. Answer, I mean, hey. Uh, if... Go ahead, entity. Sorry. I, think, <coughs> I mean, five different wrestlers have followed me. If we're gonna brag about it. Perhaps the most gorgeous wrestler in all of history. Sexy Stan Smith. Sexy Stan Smith. Woo! Mm. Chef's kiss to the world. Yeah. Not to design wrestling gear for him. His t-shirt is literally right here on my wall. Man. Um, yeah, Sexy Stan Smith. 3,000%. Yeah. I think Congo Kong might eat him off off of Luke Train to Ground. Half-Baked Kid. And who was the fifth? I don't know who Half Baked Kid is, but he's a wrestler at oh, some nice. level. Yeah. Probably PWA. Yeah, let's go. Um, I've forgotten who the fifth one is, but there was a fifth one who's been lost to the annals of time in my memory. But it's amazing what Twitter can do. I mean, hundred percent. And uh, yes, Jedi. By the way, track four right now. That's the song I was thinking about. That that is my song. That that is right my now, favorite song yeah. on that album. That right is my, now is really good. That is my favorite. I'm about to go see if I could find that album on Amazon and buy it. You um the thing about that is it was on Amazon, but the import fee was more than the album times three. Um, but send me your address, and you don't know. Hustle loyalty, respect will be in your mail. You ain't got to go that far, brother. I say that's Amen. that's that's. No, that's we're, a, we're, that's a collector's edition right there. I mean, you need to keep that locked up and. Oh no, some... I haven't. I um, I I, I don't want to expose myself, but I I, I have one to spare. I have one to spare. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so uh, getting getting off of the wrestling talk because that's that's inevitable with the three of us. Um, yeah. Even though I don't do a whole lot in the wrestling world anymore. Um. But some solid choices for video games. I want to see if they carry over what carry over into the world of uh, Hollywood, because gentlemen, uh, I'd like to know. And you could do this one in two different ways. You could name one. It's always very difficult, so you could do a list if you'd like. But I need to know. Uh, give me some of your favorite movies of all time. Animatic Entity or Matt? Who's going Entity? Uh, I mean, I'm happy to if you need to steer okay. on this a bit. I do need to, yes. Yes, so I've only watched it once because it fucked my brain that much that I will refuse to watch it ever again, but I love it. The Persona Rumble. Be <laughs> behind me. This here, some of you may or may not recognize this, this is the Firefly Funhouse, and it. Mr. Rogers goes crazy. Mr. Rogers is an evil man, essentially is what Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse character was pre-fiend. He's a dark sinister secret. Creepy childhood host. That's messing with your brain. That's psychological warfare. I love it. Enter Butterfly Effect. 
the main main man on that one should not be in the psychological horror but he does it and that story just gets in your head and it I keep replaying and I've decided if you haven't watched Butterfly Effect spoilers apologies mute yourself until I put down my thumbs is one of the one of the various things where he goes back in time ends up blowing off the best ending of this timeline in my opinion in that movie is the one where he doesn't have knees doesn't have legs doesn't have arms because he threw himself onto their makeshift explosion to save the kid and the mum that there is the best timeline because everyone else around him is happy yet he was selfish and he goes back and he fucks it that that there is why I love it it's so open-ended you it sits in your head it's a worm collapses onto your brain and it just you can't get out of your head that's why that's my favourite movie I don't know why picked that's How anywhere? Uh, I would. I, well, I guess I guess we're two different parts of the world. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, and I, I guess I do work in a movie store, but like the way you describe <laughs> that, I need to watch that. That was like so. Correct, wow. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's got Ashton Kutcher, right? I yeah. I thought it was Ashton Kutcher's one, but I I, I didn't want to sound dumb. Yeah. That yeah, uh, that's it's... that's an older. That's like that's like what 2003. Yeah. 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 He's young in that one. So I have a link that is on my bookmark, but it's called suggestmemovie.com, and it's a movie randomizer. It'll give you a random movie, and occasionally, if I'm bored shitless and don't feel like watching wrestling, which is a very, very rare thing, I'll press <laughs> that button, and then I will find whatever movie it is, and that random movie website gave me Butterfly Effect, and I went, Psychological Horror, Ashton Kutcher. Huh. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it's going to work. Well, let's see how much of a trash fire this is. It wasn't. It was not at all. And I am thankful for it. For sure, and then for he sure. went on to make that movie in Vegas. And then, we, don't talk uh, about we do not talk about that. But, you know, we do talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, Star Nash and Kutcher. I can do this too. I can do the whole voice narration thing. Yeah. Um, Honestly, Cheaper by the Dozen 1 and 2 hold a special mm. place in my heart. Not only because it was filmed in Rockwood, but because, like, those are, like, the best times for movies to come out, I find, because everything was so bright, vibrant, happy, and, like, you didn't have to put politics into your movies, especially with kids being in it. Like, I always find movies nowadays, like, the kids need to know socialist issues, and they can't be a fucking kid in a make-believe world. Um yeah. Cheaper Brother doesn't one. Yeah, that's the one with Ashton Kutcher in it. Um, and two, he's not in it anymore. Um, and then, other than that, The Social Network I watched recently, the movie about Facebook. And I watched it off of how it was filmed. I was very, very curious. I'm like, oh, why Why is this so critically acclaimed? And like, why do people like the cinematography? Everyone's like, you have to watch this. You watch that, especially as someone that like does similar to Mark Zuckerberg, but without being the guys mark zuckerberg is i had to like stop saying so many words there um <laughs> you you yeah like i was like uh oh um you don't re you don't you don't realize how many people in like situations where you're working with money percentages and stocks and all that how many of them are your friends until their percentage changes to a one and then the guy with the 99s like but i don't owe you anything 
and it's like that's how the businesses are made and that seems like the most corrupt evil way ever everybody saw the social network as the founding of facebook movie i saw how not to do fti and still remain happy like um true story true story it's a cautionary tale <laughs> peanut butter falcon i don't know if you guys have seen that uh it's wrestling related funny enough of course it is i don't know anything about wrestling um so it's shia labeouf and uh he's traveled alongside a down syndrome boy and the down syndrome boy unfortunately lives in a retirement home and he escapes through the window one day with butter to like get out like the window because his window is gated because he wants to be a professional wrestler so he meets up with shia labeouf on the walk and like shia labeouf is known for an asshole but this movie makes you believe like he's my he's my role model shia labeouf it's awful to say a lot of people are like whoa whoa you can't do that he's an awful person he's a great person he has a great mind um you believe he's an asshole to this kid and then your heart aches for this kid with every word shia labeouf says and then at the end the payoff makes everything shia labeouf said you forgive him instantly um and not a lot of movies can draw me in, unless you're literally the movie Cars, other than the video game, because ka-chow. Um, <laughs> but Peanut Butter Falcon, if you haven't seen it, it's expensive on DVD. It's it, because it's like limited print. It's like 50 bucks for the DVD, which you might as well just say, give me all your money at that point. Um, right. If you, can, if you can stream it or use one of Entity's random websites that we don't talk about to watch this movie, go out of your way for that movie. Like, you're going to go like Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, I like him as an actor now. Eero, you have to answer the question now as well, too. No, I, before we get there, I do have to say, New Zealand, I've done nothing illegal. Torrenting in New Zealand <laughs> is fine, because New Zealand law is you're allowed to view 5% of a thing in a single... You can download 5% of a thing, and it's fine. It's legal. That is fair use in New Zealand. Torrenting, you're just downloading 5% every time, 20 times over, but the torrent will compile it for you. So you download each 5% individually. You click the one download link and it gives you 20 files and the torrent automatically shoves it in the right order. So in New Zealand, we're fine. It's that fine. Is, I'm legal. That, in my that is crazy. I did not know that. Man, all right. That's why it's mega.nz. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. I'm sorry. You're saying I got to answer the question too? I, yeah. 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 You got this. As the FTI replica world champion, what is your favorite movie? Oh my God! Come on. Shut <laughs> you. Uh, I was not prepared for questions. Um, I was not prepared to answer questions. <laughs> Man, I. Okay, so if you know me, um, I'm a movie guy. Um, it's it's no joke for me to say I probably watch two to three movies a week at least um okay okay i'm trying to think here uh i mean i could go with the obvious answer because you know everybody knows by my background that i am an obvious marvel fan so i could go with the obvious one and i could name off any of the mcu movies uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead sorry <laughs> i Oh my, it's such an Ali answer right there, man. <laughs> God damn it. I literally was like, Ali, what? God damn it. Uh, let's go. I was like, oh, I uh, don't know. <laughs> God damn it. Um, 
I mean, I could go the original Iron Man because that's the one that started it all. I could go Endgame because that's the one that ended it all. I could go Infinity War because it told the best story. I could go Captain America Winter Soldier because it had some of the best fight scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, period. Oh, I have a few questions now. But, uh, you know, I love the MCU as a whole, so it's hard to really explain that. Uh, If you want to talk DC, sorry, not sorry, Batman, what was it, Dark Knight Rises? I preferred over Dark Knight. That's Bane. Uh, That's the one with Bane. Yeah, Tom Hardy is Bane. But I'm also yeah. much more of a Bane guy than I am a Joker guy. And I know somebody in my chat, <clears throat> Jedi Joker, is going to flip shit over that. Um, Make a Jedi Bane account right now. Yes. Right? Right. No, Jedi Bane. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, here's one for you both. Uh, ready to rumble. You know, actually, and I don't know if you'll be able to believe me, I've never seen that movie. Are you shitting me? I, that movie just has such a shitty history with it because of everything that was going on in WCW at the time. Right. That, like, David Arquette, no word of a lie, he definitely respected everything he did recently. Yeah. He didn't want to be a part of that back then. It was just a case of big burly men telling him to do this thing and there's a shit ton of money involved and we'll replace you with someone else if you don't say yes. Right. And, like, I... I know yeah. WWE gives the title to like celebrities now, and like Johnny Knoxville is fighting for the Intercontinental Championship at uh, WrestleMania. Um, but to give David Arquette the World Heavyweight Championship, and I know it's scripted, I know it's staged, but like you, there's also people in the locker room that are like, "What the fuck?" Right. Yeah. So I mean, if Ready to Rumble is good. Yeah. I commonly I... wrestlers will say, "If you're not in it to win the World Title, why are you here?" Hundred percent. And to have David Arquette who he's he regrets it he's gone and done a full independent run i think he's still wrestling now but a couple years ago he went through a big run and he's got a documentary about his redemption within wrestling but to have someone that is pencil thin is famous because of a movie that more or less mocks your entire way of life come in and do the one thing that if you don't strive to do you shouldn't be there and he gets handed it purely because of a Hollywood deal to try and get some cheap ratings, that has got to incense you. This, um, life's got... this just yeah. proves how much, uh, how diehard Entity and I for this. <laughs> for this. I mean, we can yeah, take man. that from a movie answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, yeah. definitely. I, I can't even describe to the two of you how many times I watched that as a kid. To let you both know, I still have that movie on DVD. John Cena's in that movie. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. in the background because Nitro Jim. He was yep. working out. Yep, yep. Happened to be in the background. <laughs> um, but I have that movie DVD form over on my little display rack. Uh, but yeah, there's just a few answers for the two of you. See, I uh, I have a question for you actually because um, Post Unavailable had no home on it. What's your take on live action anime versus anime? Like, what's your um? How, how do you oh, feel about boy. it? Because yeah, because apparently, well, I can I can definitely see where everyone's like, it's a cash grab, it's disrespectful, you're not going to enjoy it. But, like, I don't know much about it other than that one podcast. So, here's the thing. Um, my biggest... Okay. I, I feel kind of uh, not in the right set. Because I'm... Like, I've just gotten into anime, probably in the past six months. Um... 
so and I mean I haven't actually seen a whole lot of live action stuff. I know the live action Death Note is on Netflix right now, and I'm probably going to give that a watch at some point. Um, I have seen the live action Avatar: The Last Airbender, and good god, that was terrible. And um, it was as bad as the Power Rangers movie. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new one, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I thought it was. I mean, it definitely wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as people said. Not as good as the '90s Power Ranger movie, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what. If it's done correctly and it's done properly with respect to the original creator, I'm a hundred percent here for it. But if it's if it is like I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that our boy uh, I can I can never. I can never say his damn name. Because uh, last time I said it, he he, he trashed me for it. <laughs> uh, oh. Damn it. Nahum? I'm, I'm probably fucked that up. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Now I'm questioning how I say it. Entity, how do you say it? Because you have the accent. I need to hear him say it so that way yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I say Nahum Bogal, and I do ask him, and he says, yeah, no, that's fine. But I don't I don't know if it's a, yeah, that's fine, that, it's close enough for it, so no, right. you've actually said it correctly, so right. Which shouts out, shouts out. We love our boy. Um, oh man, he's yes. very, very he's talented most... guy. But been... uh... shower talk. Can we talk about how if you're having the worst day imaginable and you don't even know what he's referring to or talking about, you're actually gutting at the end of it because his like close-ups to his face, his shaking, just to, like emphasize what he's talking about. Him in general, he's a captivating person in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, the home, oh my god, all the love in the world. hundred percent. He is. Uh, if if you're not, I, I can. I don't. I don't have any of his stuff right now, but I'll definitely. Yeah, Paul uh, Cruz. Link it he's later. the true nice <laughs> Jesus. But um, to wrap things up here, uh definitely if it's done in if, if it's done properly i'm here for it but if it's just a cash grab nah like it's mm-hmm. it's just nonsense and most of the time it doesn't matter what you do those die hard anime slash manga fans mm-hmm. manga fans you are not gonna do anything justice just because uh anime fans are some of the most die like they're almost worse than wrestling fans um mm-hmm. I've met some toxic ass wrestling fans in my day, guys. We Trust me. You're interviewing two of them right horrible. now. Look, look how we answered ready to rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely never heard. I've definitely never heard anyone ever be like, "It's the worst thing in the world." So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean, if it's done properly, I'm here for it. But any other ways, get rid of it, hundred yeah. percent. And that's the challenge that live action anime has is anime gets away of a lot of stupid shit that is either a physically impossible to recreate in live action or b good luck trying to justify a harem of 12 year old girls for this 16 year old boy thank you for saying i didn't know we were going to talk about it there's a lot of shit that happens in anime that you try and pass off as live action stuff gets high class yeah is the gimmick you'll use for it whereas animation it's oh it's just some kid drawing stuff at home if you want to put it into perspective um where i work um we have like we you know your crowd at work after you get to know them for a bit 
we have a specific crowd where we built them a section of like respectable anime because everybody else is borderline we're worried on why you're buying this because we know there's no story involved you're buying it for the cover alone and i'm very happy to know they never tried to translate that to live action because <laughs> anime is it's art yes but it can get 180 real quick on the wrong oh, website oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you oh, know yeah. oh yeah At so times, like, it's a very thin border between anime and it's not safe for work yeah 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 and ready to rumble just sucks <laughs> no, no, <I'm> <laughs> god damn it i know redeeming qualities that his wrist was in it and it's a i mean film. hey man i thought it was funny shit <laughs> yo what happens if i watch it tonight and text you tomorrow I'm like man i've been sleeping on this right i'll say stay stay past the credits because about five minutes into the credits there's a big uh uh big uh nut uh kick to the nuts compilation that is just hilarious yeah <laughs> oh shit okay actually actually i think it's i think it's right after the like the cinematic credits for whatever but i'm not gonna lie it's been a while since i've seen it all right this we're movie day with all of us let's go let's get it uh <laughs> <laughs> switching gears yet again uh away from movies let's talk music um Ooh. Now, that's my love language. Now, something that I have made a uh, a very strong attempt to every single guest here on the ecast. Uh, of course, my listeners won't be able to see this, but uh, in the description or something on uh, Spotify, Google, whatever, uh, I have a playlist link to what I call the ecast top ten playlist. Uh, it is top ten songs from every single guest that I've ever had on this uh, podcast so far. And uh, let me tell you, this podcast playlist is uh, nuts. So, just... Hear it. I, I gotta hear it. Just by the, the way things I have uh, kind of set up here, uh, we're gonna start off with Matthias here. I'm actually going to link your uh, playlist into the uh, Twitch chat. Uh, just Everybody so will I... notice that there's 11 because I'm extra. I'm sorry. Yes, and you know what? I thought about getting rid of the 11th song and not <laughs> well, I it. knew it! I was waiting for that, yes. But just because it's you, I kept it. Aw, oh, thank you. Uh, but why don't you run us through this playlist um, okay, and kind of kind of kind of tell us your, uh, your thinking here. And obviously, 11 to 1, please. 11 to 1? So you want me to start with 11 to 1? Alrighty. Okay. Um, here it is, top 10 for ECAST. Let me open that on Spotify real quick. And also for my uh, folks in the chat, uh, I will post the link for the overall playlist once these two gentlemen are done talking about their respective uh, playlists. Because let me tell you, the whole thing is nuts. <laughs> I'm so down. I want to hear this all. Um, with 11, like taking away like the FTI name on it and everything, like Nomad Solo. Um, he's one of my good buddies in real life, uh, Hunter. Um, back in 2018, we threw a concert called Living the Dream Fest. And, like, I'm telling you, this concert was made off of, like, ticket sales. And, like, everything that we were able to do with, like, the limited space and everything we were running, it was amazing. And, like, Hunter, no matter, like, how frustrated or anything I got, he was like, this. he believes in me. And I believe in him, so we're going to do it together. And I knew him in high school, 
So to see like uh, GP2, for example, that's on streaming, um, that's so much more to me than a song because of how much is like attached to it. That's actually the reason why it was 11, because I would have felt like the 10 were very important, but like that one on no matter what list, it's always technically number one, I guess. Um, Morocco by Emerson Corleone. I don't have to talk about Aiden more than I already have. Uh, fantastic, fantastic person. His wordplay is so is so impressive. Like a lot of people listen to music for the hooks and such, but like listen to Aiden's wordplay and you're picking up something new every single time. Um, all these things that I've done by the Killers last year, I was going through like a little bit of a phase where it's like, yo, I'm 22 and what the fuck am I doing? Like I was doing FTI and such, but I didn't know what was going on. And my brother, B-Rai, showed me all these things that I've done by the Killers. And, like, that's a perfect song in the sense of, like, you listen to it, it's getting you there, but it's so redeeming that you don't want to, like, play it again right after. Um, Drinking in L.A. is actually my, not my end goal, but, like, that's, he's, like, he was 26 when he was doing it. By 26, I kind of, like, want to know where I'm at, if that makes sense. Um... The Darby Allen theme song, I Fell, I started listening to that in September, October, maybe. And when Spotify's Raft came out, it was my number one stream song all year. So it's scary to know how many times I stream that individually. Um, Pocket Full of Dreams by Billy Talent. Other than that being a perfect album from front to back, if you ever wanted to build like a hype video between like two wrestlers in a rivalry or like motocross or whatever you want to name it, Pocket, uh, Pocket Full of Dreams, like, fits any mood that's going on um and then celebration wasn't out at the time or else i put all the celebration tracks <laughs> and that's enough. a yes fair enough uh i gotta tell you man i was uh you both spoiler uh you both put in wrestling themes which i gotta tell you i wasn't exactly surprised but it's also good to know that other people on the planet bop wrestling themes because wait wait i don't want to cut you off this is a very important thing to say aew doesn't do the wwe approach to their theme songs like dean ambrose comes out to yeah uh uh, dean ambrose comes out to wild thing john moxley um um my boy orange cassidy comes out to where's my mind by the pixies oh Um, so they use actual songs in aew it's yeah. that, but then you get so oh, used to that at the called the personality of CM Punk. Of course, it's that. But like AEW doesn't want to sound like generic track number four when you have a random local competitor wrestling. So their music crew actually makes good music. The Lucha Bros theme song, for example. Tell me, tell me, you can't listen to Lucha Bros theme song with a straight face because you can't. You literally can't. Um, what's another one? Yeah, the Lucha Bros is in Darby Allen, probably like the two to go to. Oh, and the Young Bucks. Oh. Yeah, I do have to give extra points to them for their usage of rewrite things because at the beginning they didn't have Mikey Ruckus immediately. But Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, MJF, and Hangman Adam Page, the current AEW world champ, both of them are using copyright free music for their songs. Yeah. MJF. MJF's been using that on the indie scene since like 2015. Yes. Yeah. And I think that Hangman's one, they wanted to do a good, bad, and the ugly song, but they weren't at the stage of paying for actual songs rights yet. 
they had yes. decided against doing that. So they went with this one, and I get a feeling the same with MJ. If, if they changed it now, there would be too much backlash for whatever <laughs> song that they would replace it with. So they have to keep using this free market one, and theoretically WWE could spite them and just start using that for their own stars as well, but they would get lambasted for it if they tried. Fair enough. WWE puts as much effort into their theme songs as they do their Titantrons. Like, I can name the fonts that WWE uses for half their guys, because it's all the it's, same font. Yeah. It's sad. I miss oh, the... Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah it's just... <laughs> SummerSlam Summer 2015. They do in their Titantrons. Literally, oh, SummerSlam 2015's font is the Fiend's font. And, like, everyone's like, oh, look at this scary font. I'm like, you're also throwing the biggest part of the year of the summer in 2015 with that you font. You can use it in fucking 2K games. Like, all of them. Yeah. It's just font yeah. number eight, I think. Oh, my I will keep that in mind. I, I'd be honest. I'd, like, I, I'll be honest with you both. I haven't watched any AEW. I've seen clips and pieces, um, but... Uh, you're hurting yourself. I might. I, I may have to change. You want that it. little kid. You, yeah, you honestly. You want that little kid to like jump out of you, man. You have to watch AEW. Like, yeah. look at my background. I get goosebumps every time I'm watching. Okay, and also let me let me. I just got I just got to inter, intervene here. Is that uh, uh, Tony? Is it Tony? Oh yeah, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Tony Schiavone, yeah. Jim Ross, and is that Super Dragon? No. no, he's it's a very good comparison because himself and Super Dragon both ran PWG. It's Excalibur. Oh, Excalibur, that's it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. he did all of the down at uh Reseda, Reseda, California. Yeah, yes, sir. I wa I I watched a lot of PWG. Let's go. I, I watched the nicknames they had for them, like Mount Rushmore. Ooh. Yeah, man. No, I I always wanted to go to a PWG show, and I, I obviously never had the opportunity to. But, um, all right, Matthias, fire top 10 for sure. Uh, Entity, the link for his top 10 is now in the Twitch chat. Again, it'll be posted somewhere else for my listeners. Uh, why don't you go ahead and run us through your top 10, sir? So I'm assuming to do bottom to top again. And mine was less of a, was less of a, structured thing it was a case of me sitting there going what is my top 10 because earlier i said i'm not all that great on music ems and Corleone's helped a bit <laughs> but it's very much a case of me going that sounds nice to me check it into my playlist you don't want to look at my proper playlist <laughs> oh curiosity it's the same with my karaoke bit. playlist it's emotional whiplash you go from Lemon Black Sabbath to here, well, to one of the ones we'll get to later, but it will just whip back and forth across genres, across tone, across tempo. And I should know better because I theoretically know music, theoretically. But number 10 was Do You Want to Do Nothing With Me by Lawrence. It's just, it's just happy. It's a lazy song. It's a happy song. It's a jazz song. You don't have to subscribe to having the same beat. I mean, this one here is follows a beat, but jazz is a freeing thing in music. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the exact same every time. You can 
have fun with melodies. You can have fun going up and down scales and such. But those two, brother and sister, amazing vocals, a band around them. Huh? Why? Why has that family got so much talent? Why? Stop it. Quit it. <laughs> but that was why they're there. Jamie Lawson with Someone for Everyone, number nine, again, a hopeful song. We, we'll see this a lot in mine. There's just songs that are there to pick you up because everyone needs to be picked up a little bit over time. And Jamie Lawson, I think, uh, I'm forgetting what his big one is. Uh, I've forgotten. Well, it, it was the one song he was more or less a one hit wonder in public side, but he's got a lot of good music. And Someone for Everyone is my favorite from that. The man who probably got him as popular as he is now is Ed Sheeran. And I talked about me reading out The Hobbit earlier. I see, just knock over my keys. I see fire from Ed Sheeran is, he made it for The Hobbit. And it was also the first song that I ever did a duet with, with one of my high school mates. And then before we could actually submit it as an assignment, he moved down south, meaning I had to improvise, and I improvised with the first song I ever learnt in full, which is This Love by Maroon 5. I've skipped one here to get to that, but one of the various karaoke video games, is it oh, SingStar Karaoke, I think? I don't know which particular edition, but that's where This Love from Maroon 5. Again, I did not get half the innuendo that comes across that song at the age of 10 but yep and then Coldplay Fix You I mentioned earlier when we had a quick ARB was me and a couple mates doing covers of well, doing our re-recording the video and just playing the audio I also it's probably gone from the internet now but Fix You did a cover of that and I say cover ear quotes it's just me singing and sitting in front of a piano because I didn't know how to play piano still don't but me sitting in front of a piano at 12 years old singing fix you was a thing then this one we can directly tie to wrestling Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis <laughs> they made a pay-per-view on WWE and they named it after that purely so that they could use his song there was no reason for a Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view to exist. It was just, oh, we've ran out of names for a pay-per-view. Hey, you, what's what's your favourite song? I don't know, Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire, that's going to be our new pay-per-view. Yay! <laughs> and it's just a madman going wild on a piano whilst he sings a Great Balls of Fire. Not the most coherent song, but it's fun. And we need fun songs. It's a great song. And then, yeah... And then, speaking of great songs, a great band, The Beatles. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, but... actually, a new band coming up. We'll put them in your newsletter. Yeah. And the band's their song I chose was Here Comes the Sun, and it was a toss-up here, because Here Comes the Sun, do-do-do-do, very happy. I love it. But the other song, and it would have been... It was very close for me here. It was either this or Yesterday. But not the Beatles version of Yesterday. Yesterday from the movie Yesterday. I wondered if that's where you were going with that. I love that movie. Yeah, and 
it was a heartbreaking thing. That particular scene where he sings that song. And that was the intention. Bravo, movie makers. But yeah, it was a toss up between those two Beatles songs, but I chose Here Comes the Sun because. Yeah. Then next up, I mentioned it briefly earlier, was Rugby 06 when we were talking about favorite video games. One of the songs in that game's soundtrack is Break It Down James Brown by The Offcuts. I can only find some very unviewed videos on YouTube. Never am going to find an instrumental of it. Never going to be able to karaoke that song, but it's amazing. I love it. And then we go into a James Brown song in I feel, well, I got you. I was known as Feel Good. I feel good. Yep. Yep. I love I mean, that song. Yes. Again, just happy, upbeat. Unlike the actual person who sang it, but it's there. It's amazing. And then number one, it, I haven't said a wrestling song. You could have guessed it by my background. It's Live in Fear. It's Bray Wyatt's theme song. That's Code Orange, right? Uh, no, not the Code Orange version. I have gone with the original Mark Cruiser version. Oh? Yeah. Because the Code Orange one is amazing and... More of a theme song than a music song. Yeah, it is them pushing forwards the Fiend. It's a monster. It's here to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mark Cruiser's version, it's more insidious, I find. Especially with the it's, promos in 2014. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bright. I mean, it's why I love. Well, we've got Mercy to buzz it over there. That's named after Waylon Mercy and his promos, despite him not having anything of a run really in WWE. If you watch back his promos, you'll believe they're going, oh god, the big tall man's coming to collect me. He's a cult leader. It's amazing. And. Live in Fear, the Mark Rosa version, the original version, there's an insidious edge to it. No shit. It's, it's the big bad man with the charismatic words is going to creep around the corner and he's going to take you. He's going to indoctrinate you and that. That there is why. That's that. Yeah. I'm going to say, Bray, <clears throat> Bray Wyatt's promos when he was hot and heavy uh, were some of the best stuff I ever saw. Um, I took a lot of inspiration from his promos for stuff I used to do on YouTube and and stuff back in the day, back when Jamie Shepard used to run around. Um, but we won't talk about that. Uh, I appreciate the both of you, man. Uh, those top tens are both uh, killer in their own respect. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, the link that is just now being put into the Twitch chat is the collective playlist for all 41, Matthias, uh, <laughs> 41 tracks of uh, the eCast playlist. And trust oh. me when I say that this playlist is insane. Uh, it just, ranges, it sounds like. 100%. Well, just, just to give you a, a heads up here, uh, we go from Machine Gun Kelly to, okay. Ju- to Juice World okay. to Linkin Park Ooh. to Metallica to AFI, to Beartooth, going to Kanye West, oh oh, my boy, uh, The Strokes, oh I love me The Strokes, James Brown, (laughs) Anthony, (laughs) Anthony Scorpson, going all the way to Coldplay, so that, like, this, this playlist is, 
asinine and i love every single second of it um but thank you both so very much uh for your top tens um and now and now the final question of the eros top five and my personal favorite um listen chat listeners viewers uh this and uh, <laughs> i'm not going to touch on the recent developments of the world um because i i'm i'm not going to do that uh we all know what's going on mm-hmm. um and it's it's not okay actually to that point if you want to know a little bit of fti secrets um we try not to refer to the pandemic or covid entirely in fti because it's negative and why do you want to read negative when you're trying to read about read about artists very so true. I really I like your approach to that yes 100 percent. very true I mean, uh that's half my playlist <laughs> <laughs> right right i mean number one is um but you still have to look at both sides of the coin because one side is the the universe that you see in your eyes, the one that you make, and regardless of it's happy, sad, whatever, the other side of that coin is realism, and the world never seems to really get a whole lot better recently. Agree. It just oh, it just yeah, yeah. it just seems that it's bad thing after bad thing after bad thing, and I know that our turnaround's coming soon. But gentlemen, your part um, is amazing. <laughs> but gentlemen um and you guys can figure out who goes first on this of course but if you had one thing to say to the world what would it be and as i have for my previous guests uh the floor is yours i'm going to mute so so i thought about this question all week i was like i was i was genuinely thinking i was like i really do not know i don't know but during this ecast, Wednesday texted me, and I think he sums it up really good. He said, this was awesome. This was so dope. So proud of you and what you've done with FTI. You're going to go down as an icon to all. Thank you, Five Ever. And what I was saying to Papa Frank two weeks ago, and I've never found out how to like properly say it, so I hope this makes sense. If you commission an artist at the beginning of the year and you do your work, your networking is there, but like the deal is like finished, you know, like you, both sides did their part, both were compensated, one got art, one got money. So say you have something coming out in November and you're like, hey, I'd like their help. They don't have to feel inclined, interested, or even want to check out what you have in November because you guys work in January. But FTI, April 2020, we can talk to someone tomorrow and we'd be like, hello, how's it going? And like have the conversation, like, how's it been going? But it means so much more because they're not going to compare what we worked out one time. They're going to say, I can't wait to work again with them because it's all one big bear hug of people. Um, And as much as I like deflecting compliments in the whole nine, you're great. I, I I am definitely one person who lives in my head rent-free. Um, and I have a photo album of screenshots, and this might be exposing too much. I have a photo album of screenshots of a lot of compliments and a lot of conversations and a lot, a lot of high moments 
but I also have an album of the low moments. So if I go like, okay, what's going on? Why am I feeling like this? You read the high moments. And then if I ever feel like I'm in like self doubt, what's going on, what's going on about this project, for example, you have as much as you want to deflect the negatives, they do matter because you want to fix your negatives. You don't need to nail them right in the head and flip them to tune to make that person happy. But you really got to understand like they exist, but read a, read a positive comment right after that. That negative comment doesn't bug you as much. It only exists. It doesn't bug you. So if I had to leave anything, it's like, just fucking do you and watch it all just happen. It happens around you. It happens in front of you. I, for one, didn't know how this podcast was going to go. I was nervous all fucking week. I was nervous since last summer. And then you just, you don't know. So go find out. <laughs> like, it's an amazing time. Jump. Like, jump. If, if anything, jump. And <laughs> you'll have so much fun. You're going to be caught. Jump. That's mine. I mean, and this is a thing that we didn't plan. Mine technically parlays from yours a little bit. My, my was at tweens just before you hit teens. From ages eleven to fourteen wasn't a very happy time for me growing up. So, so I would internalize a lot. I would. I was a depressed kid. I won't say I'm out of depression. I'm trying my best. I'm lucky I've got a great support team over there. But one thing I would say to myself as an attempt to normalize feeling out of place amongst my peers because look at me, I'm you wouldn't think I'm native. New Zealand is a bicultural place, getting more bicultural, as in we're not just identifying as white more and more as the years go by, but I'm also Māori, and you wouldn't guess that just by looking at me, and when I was going to intermediate school, which is two years, be the two year school before you go into high school, I went into the bilingual unit and I faced a lot of racism because I was a white boy in a Māori class, and Māori, Pacific Islanders, brown, it's generally the easiest descriptive, you point to a group of ground, a group of brown people in New Zealand, you either got Pacific Islanders, or you've got Māori. Technically one and the same, but it was a very much sticking out like a sore thumb, but I chose to go into there because I wanted to be more in touch with one half of my culture. It burnt me on Māori a lot, I will be honest, but hey, it's fine. But what I said to myself to try and salvage some hope when I was 11 was everyone's weird in their own way, but that's what makes them normal. There are differences between every person. You will find yourself with struggles, you're not going to like everyone, not everyone's going to like you. That's fine. We're not all the same. We're all different. And that's fine. Embrace your differences. Me, I talk endlessly about wrestling if I can. So does Matt. But he can talk endlessly about music if he wants. And I, whilst I can sing, I was taught theory. I've forgotten most of it. I could tell you shit all about 
music. I can give you random pop trivia about random bollocks and whatever hell I do in pub quizzes, I think I'd be fine. But that's us two are different. Eero can go on about Marvel Cinematic Universe and movies as a whole. And that's good. We all have something. We all have something a little bit different from everyone else. We are all taking from every experience in our life. Whether it be a bit of racism has burned me on trying to be bicultural, I'll pick up as much Maldi as I can as I'm learning because that is one of my courses. I got given a free scholarship purely because I'm Maldi, but that that's the thing outside of it. But everyone's different. We all pick up pieces from around our life. We look out, we find things that we like that make us better and creates unique individuals and we are all different. Everyone's weird in their own way, but that's what makes them normal. That's the thing that stuck with me since I was 11. So, embrace your difference. It's fine. You don't have to be like everyone else. You don't have to be a Barbie girl. You don't have to be a Ken doll. It doesn't matter. It, you are who you are. That's alright. And that's alright. Beautiful. From the Bodia, man. Beautiful. Uh, I... You know, so... When I was making the top five, um, I couldn't tell you what I used to end it with. Uh, it, it used to be a different question. And I honestly tossed around the idea of um, asking that question or not. Because I know it's uh, like, yeah, I started off with what's your favorite ice cream? You know what I mean? It's it's such, it's such an e like such like nonsensical questions. But then to just out of nowhere, bam, hit you with what's going on in the world and everything. And then like, what's one thing you would say to, you know, to somebody. Um, but I feel like it's important to get everybody's perspective because one of my biggest things about this podcast returning and doing it again is my, one of my biggest things was everybody has a story and the stories deserve to be heard. Um, and, with with everything that's going on, realism is definitely something that we all need to kind of look at sometimes. As somber, as depressing as it may be. Um, but, um, you know, man, I just... Every single answer I've had for that question, I have loved. And uh, the two of you are no different. So, be very beautiful. Very beautiful from the both of you. And uh, I, I'm realizing I forgot to do something earlier, and this is piss poor timing. Uh, but anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and do it. You can put away the title. It's not about that. Uh, <laughs> this episode of the ECAST is sponsored by Ma Energy. <laughs> it's like, a, like I said, piss, yeah. poor, piss poor timing. We, piss poor we timing. need to pick me up after that, though. Right, so right. So thank you, Ma Energy. Thank you, my energy. Uh, delicious, pow delicious flavor powder that instantly dissolves the second it hits water. Zero sugar. There are a hundred and one reasons as to why Ma Energy uh, is worth the shot. But uh, trust me, from me, what? We'll roll with it. Uh, let me tell you, man. This stuff is honestly great, and I'm uh, as I'm doing this, I'm rocking a little bit of that Arctic Howl in my Ma Shaker cup right now. And chat listeners, viewers, if you use exclamation mark M-A-W in my chat, uh, you'll get my affiliate link over to 
mawenergy.com. Make sure you use discount code MA10 and check out. We'll save you 10% off your order. This stuff's delicious. I promise you guys, you will not regret it. And uh, by the way, in case I never once said in anything to anybody, you can get a canister of Ma for the price of shipping if you just go to their website and check it out. It's worth it. Trust me. Ma Energy, be a beast. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Tripping on my. practiced that before. You practiced that before. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tripping on my words a little bit tonight, but it's all right. I mean, ad plugs are wonderful things. They can, they can one help. One of the one hundred one reasons that more team more is so amazing is they're willing to sponsor amazing people such as this man up there. Oh, well, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, man, Ma, Ma and I have a very good relationship, uh, and honestly, everybody that I've met through Ma has been super cool. And, uh, you know, and like, here's my thing as well. And, uh, my fellow Friday night tag team challenge, uh, co-host, uh, the geek slays will agree with me. Um, I don't know if he's still in chat or not, but, uh, we've, we've, we've touched with some companies before that have been, uh, a little less, uh, reputable. And, uh, let me tell you, Ma is no bullshit one of the best companies i've ever I've, I've ever worked with and i don't see us ever parting ways anytime soon hey there he is there's the lad the lad but um and you all know for a fact that if it's not good it's definitely not going to have the eero seal of approval and trust me when i say i i don't love all of their flavors but i like all of their flavors so there we go i will tell you though this arctic howl that i'm sipping on man it is unbeatable if you've ever had I'll the if you ever had the white gatorade you know what i'm talking about it's like that glacier cherry it's great uh, i don't i don't know if they ship international boys but i would definitely check it out if they do well <laughs> i uh i know they ship to canada but i have no problem shipping it from canada to entity there we go. I mean, I know of a great discount code you can use. What's the discount code? 10% off. It's more 10. And you can get to that by clicking the link in chat or doing exclamation MAW if you miss out. My man. You need Did to that. have the link later again. My man. All right. So, switching for the final time, switching gears for the final time. Um, I have a couple other questions I kind of want to just ask because, like, we've been kind of tiptoeing around a couple subjects that I kind of wanted to discuss about, but I, 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 well, actually none of them are about wrestling, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to include a question in here just because I'm curious. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to know your favorite match of all time. I'm talking, I'm talking a match that like gets your blood going. Just thinking about it. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna top five it. That's fair. They're not. They're not. Yeah, they're, 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 not they're not in any order. They're because like also fair. In any order. It's so hard to um, pick. Them. It's so hard. Um, the first one that comes to my head is Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Um, I have loved Kofi Kingston since he was on ECW in 2008. Man, 
when I tell you I loved Kobe Kingston, the minute I saw that, I think it was Jack specific was putting out a Kobe Kingston action figure in the ruthless aggression line. I had it. Like I was like, dude, I had to have it. Uh, Daniel Bryan always hit and miss with me because I loved him in 2014, but I hated him until 2019. And then he became this eco-friendly heel champion that his gimmick was based around the fact that he was treating the world correctly and the rest of us weren't. But if he was... was if he was working for anyone else, that would have been the top babyface gimmick. But because he was working for Vince McMahon, he was the bad guy. So you <laughs> literally... You, you have no choice but to hate this guy because no matter how you treat the planet, you'll find something that you're doing is despicable. And then you have Colby Kingston who literally comes into this match and he's like, I'm not supposed to be here happened on a freak accident because of Mustafa Ali uh, getting injured. You have to be not a human to get no emotion from that match. Like, you don't have to be a wrestling fan. You don't have, like, you're watching this guy go like, I know I deserve to be here. This year wasn't supposed to be my year, but now you're going to remember this forever. And then to follow that up, and it's literally probably actually my favorite match of all time of number one spot, Edge versus Triple H versus Jeff Hardy in 2008 at Armageddon. Um, a lot of people's favorite wrestler is Jeff Hardy, except I want you to come challenge me that you cried when you found out CM Punk beat him in a cage match. My mom called me and she was like, honey, Jeff Hardy got released. And I'm like, bawling my eyes it was like a 10 yep. year old I, yep. it's like the end of the world man i'm like he finally got the world title from punk but then like uh less than i um, mean a year prior you're literally watching triple h just get the satisfaction of beating the shit out of this guy and they're like all right on to vladimir kozlov but the crowd wants jeff hardy all right on to edge versus uh edge versus vladimir kozlov versus uh, triple h but you need jeff hardy and so you see him hit the swanton, and there's that still image of him in the air with both arms out. JR is literally making the best call of his life, and I don't care about you Stone Cold fans. Nothing beats JR saying from fucking... I don't even... You have to go watch it. I'm not going to repeat it. It is so... It's goosebumps. Um, yeah, like, Jeff Hardy literally taught me that anything is literally possible, and that's so cheesy, and that's so Hallmark movie, but, like, come on. Come on. It's Jeff fucking Hardy. That uh, That's my answer. that cage match was nuts. Like I remember watching that live, and uh, yeah, man, I I I already like I had a love hate relationship with CM Punk back then because I, I who didn't you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Nowadays, understanding the business as well as I do, um, I I I loved him the entire time because and like, you yeah sorry oh, sorry. You're good. Uh, just, just the gimmicks he'd come up with, and like, as I always wanted to be a heel, uh, it's so much easier to be a bad guy than it is to be a good guy. Um, but yeah, that cage match that fucked me up when Jeff lost, hundred percent. Man, and you know what kind of human being you have to be, and like, yeah, TMZ tabloids exist, but like Jimmy Uso's been arrested a hundred times in WWE and doesn't reference it. Jeff Hardy has a sip of alcohol, and they make it his whole SmackDown rivalry promo with anybody he's fighting against. And for Punk and Jeff to literally portray both sides of that story so well. And mm. unfortunately, the bad guy wins in the end. But at the same time, the bad, I mean, the good guy is going through a bad situation in real life. But, like, as a 10-year-old, I wasn't chugging beers yelling, hell yeah. And I wasn't smoking. But, like, I could also understand, like, yo, just because Jeff does that doesn't make CM Punk a fucking god. 
but also just because CM Punk doesn't do that doesn't make Jeff Hardy the greatest guy in the world either. But to know, like, your boy left WWE to show up in Hulk Hogan's TNA, what, seven months later? And you're like, when do I get to see my guy again? Um, if you remind me after the stream, um, I have a video reaction of when the Hardy Boys came back at WrestleMania 34, 33. And um, <laughs> my buddy Colin records me. And he's like, that's the loudest you've ever been. And I was like, it's Jeff fucking Hardy. And of course, Kobe and Kobe Kingston introduced him. So it was like my two favorite best of both worlds. So I'm sorry, Entity. I'm going to cut you off one last time, brother. Um, just to make you a little jealous, Matthias. Um, Don't do it. Uh, I also did the same thing with my wife when the Hardy Boys came back to Mania. I recorded her reaction. <laughs> but uh, yes. uh, my wife has hung out with Jeff Hardy a few different you times. You gotta get out of here, man. I <laughs> wish I didn't live in Canada. He was banned from coming to Canada for quite some time, and I would go to Raw. I'd go to house shows, but he'd get pulled last second. He's the one guy I've never been able to meet, and it bugs me. Yeah, no, she, uh, she uh, had a... <clears throat> cigarettes with him <clears throat> cigarettes with him out in a parking lot a couple different times and uh those rob van dam style cigarettes those riddle style cigarettes? uh she she just said that he stole her phone once oh so yeah oh yeah no trust me uh yeah man <laughs> but uh entity I... go ahead brother uh three there are three different matches that immediately pop into my head I won't say they're the best matches, like match like quality wise, but first one is going to be there was a fatal five way in WCPW, which was a wrestling company that was ran by a wrestling YouTube channel, and it was essentially these guys in Britain going, "Here's our local independent wrestling scene." Here's the best from our local scene. Let's put it onto a YouTube show and we'll run with it. And then they end up getting just enough support and enough money to bring in the top stars around the world that weren't with WWE. They get to bring them in. And it was a thing. It was, yeah. I don't have the words to describe it, but the match that I remember most is a Fatal 5 way that had Martin Kirby, Will Ospreay, who is one of the best in the world, Pete Gunn, again, Mark Kirby, I could say the same when he was still going. There was Travis Banks, who he's had certain allegations levied against him, and he's from New Zealand, so yay. One of the two, big, well, one of the three big name Kiwis is already a dipshit, and fifth man was Legero, possibly? The again, mask guy? Mask guy of the, the horns. horns? Yeah. Yep. Again, another person that's had allegations levied against him in recent years. So Did you say Pete Dunne that, was in that match? Yeah, Pete Dunne, oh, Will Ospreay, Martin Kirby. I know. And it's those five who are amazing professional wrestlers having a fun match with each other. I, uh, not to cut you off, uh, I met Pete Dunn in 2017, and the first thing I asked him was, can I hang your belt from my mouth? And he was like, no, that's not sanitary. But he did the fist on my face, man, and dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. He's so, so great. 
those five in a wrestling ring at the same time having fun and multi-man matches whilst you can get a better story from a one-on-one contest or a two-on-two contest multi-man matches involve a lot of planning and coordination there's a beauty and how much fun you can have and it wasn't an overly serious match it was relatively comedic because at least two of the wrestlers were definitely comedic wrestlers but that there was a very fun match so that's one of the ones that's up there for me another and this comes to me finding random gems with my random my seven thousand plus videos i've got in playlists <laughs> this is my yeah, this here is my favorite match to have in all of that and it's not the greatest match i cringe watching it there's no commentary the audio is terrible the camera is worse but it is hacksaw jim duggan and hacksaw butch reed versus oh. ted dibiase and uh dr death steve williams i believe Doctor so Death. Oh my god. Yes. What? I haven't so, heard that name in years. Yeah, so prior to the infamy of Brawl for All, Dr. Death Steve Williams, he earned his moniker in terms of in wrestling in kayfabe, I believe. He would he was a tough son of a bitch that you wouldn't cross. Then they did a shoot boxing tournament with wrestlers. Oh the wrong guy won. The wrong guy won. It was meant to be Dr. Death, Steve Williams, who should have won because he was such a badass. Yep. He did not win. And that blew up in their face. But that match, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, is the first winner of the Royal Rumble. He goes, oh, and he holds the steel on a, a wooden 2 by 4 <laughs> There was another Hacksaw in his time called Butch Reed. And Powerhouse Hobbs, Will Hobbs, is the man that he has labeled as his successor to being the big black guy who can murder anyone and is amazing and that's high praise because butch reed despite being a black wrestler in 70s and 80s usa when yeah, no if you were black you were bad that was it and he was a big tough muscly man and huzzah he is the world and in every territory that he would wind up in eventually either jim duggan would join into the territory as well as him or he would join a new territory and jim duggan would already be there and the two hacksaws would eventually inevitably have their clash because i'm the real hacksaw no i'm the real hacksaw and for one match only well one match only that is recorded and i've managed to find footage of they team together and it's such a rare thing to see because they were bitter enemies who both had the same moniker who bitterly fought to the death over it numerous times over and other than some wwe dark matches which would never be recorded where they were losing within two minutes to slightly higher up the card acts that's the only time that they teamed together and the only time i can find footage of so that's why it's my prized gem out of the 7,000 matches I have because it's two hacksaws who never team together 
I don't know what the relationship is outside of the wrestling ring, or was, because sadly Butchery passed a couple of years ago. But that is just an amazing match to me. Just two axles. Fair and enough. The third match that I had was Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Oh. Well, not yeah. So Imperium. Wait. Yeah, this is the one where Alexander Wolf tragically got injured within the first five minutes. He went out with a knee injury, and it Imperium that had Undisputed been, Era. Yes, that Undisputed right. Era indeed. Right. And Undisputed Era, I believe, they had all the gold at the time. They had all the gold that you could have in NXT on the men's side, and Imperium had all the gold you could have in NXT UK on the men's side. And it's two big four-man groups who have been dominating their particular brand, and it's the clash between the two NXTs, and oh my god, there's an eight-man tag, and four of the best wrestlers in the world going up against four of the best wrestlers in the world, and it's two actual units. Oh my god, yay, Sables. They're fighting, and they were going to have an amazing match. They had an amazing match planned out, you have to assume. Then, unfortunately, as is the way of wrestling, shit happens, and Alexander Wolf injures his knee within the first five minutes. So he gets taken to the back. And it's a testament to how amazing the seven men that were remaining are because they made a story with that. They took the ball and they ran and they made it, it's three versus four. It's the packed tactics of the Undisputed Era, which is why they've been ruling their brand for so long versus a ring general with his two trusty fighters at his side and they're going to try and make it through this through hell or high water and the numbers advantage ends up of course going to undisputed error but somehow some way these three foreign invaders work together despite the odds and they manage to somehow some way win the match and you get them doing their usual pose where it's blacked out and get on the top of the ramp having won this vicious battle there we are Matt thank you and it's three of them I think there's a bit of blood there's bruises they're welted all hell because they had to make up a match on the spot and it's them three standing as triumphantly as they came whilst I'm still thinking of their very injured buddy backstage who they don't know what he's looking like because he went down with a knee injury that can be career ending and they're trying to put on a brave face and that is the best match well arguably the best match quality wise out of those four but that's why I can always go back and watch that and be like holy shit how amazing are these people mm -hmm. despite what's happened despite one of the core men one of their best friends going out that they could still salvage it and put on perhaps the best match of that year and that's why it's up there for me fair enough man fair enough yeah the man I, that I is suppose. man of the ginger beard next up to the right of Volta with the championship he was the one that sadly had his knee injured and He's the only one of those four currently not working with WWE because for some reason they kicked him out of the group and released him despite him being the founding member. 
of Rinkamp, which is the predecessor. If it if it tells you anything, I have no idea who any of those gentlemen are. Not a single one of them. Yeah. I know yeah. Undisputed Era. That was don't don't say anything. That was I won't because I get too excited about these guys. They're my that favorite. That was World. Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Red Dragon, which is Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish. Dude, their their theme in ROH was was hard. They're using it again at AEW. They're using it again in AEW. Yeah. Oh god! All right, I may have to watch AEW. Y'all may y'all may have turned me. Um, and then I can't remember the fourth. Was it? Was it? uh... You, I actually no, no, no. Never mind, never mind, never mind. You would know them, I believe, because you have named some wrestlers. I was like, no way, you know them. I'm trying I mean, to think. He brought up Super Dragon before, so yeah, actually, I'm trying to think here. It, it, well, I mean, it's it's been a while, but I've you know, I could I, I could I, I, I could I could bust out some I'm names a... that y'all be surprised. But yeah, go ahead. But give me a, give me a hint. Some sh- I'm shitty little him. boots. I'm covering him. He wears shitty little boots. I think that chant got chanted at him when he was facing against Super Dragon one time. This person has shitty little boots. And uh, the backbreakers, this guy does, no matter how fake wrestling is, you literally hold your back after every move. Yeah, he is you the backbreaker. You just back tell me when to move, and I'll show you who it yeah, is. Yeah, just move. Oh, Roderick Strong. Okay. <laughs> That's, <laughs> yes, right. Sir. That's right. He's That's right. That's right. He's remaining in WWE right now. To be fair You're, with you, no, though. Hold, yeah. hold on. Hold, what? Yeah, the other three are all in AW because they fired Bobby Fish. Kyle O'Reilly, his contract came up, and he said no. Adam Cole, his contract came up. They said, we'll give you the world on the main roster. And then it was rumored that he was going to get his head shaved, his name changed, and he was going to be made a manager of a different person who they have also since fired. Wrestling. First of all. They've been dickheads. First of all, how the hell do you fire Bobby Fish? Dude, b would love you for saying that. Like, Dude, no, no, so, no, 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 no. He's been played by injuries, and WWE... Yeah, he has the Samoa Jokers. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. No. Daniel Bryan went down after he became Intercontinental Champion because of neck... Oh, no, after he won WWE World Heavyweight Championship, the two belts, and entered the yes, and yeah. Mm-hmm. After he went out with injury because of that, Vince McMahon never trusted him to be the top guy again because he got hurt. So that's his philosophy you get hurt once so we keep getting hurt i can't trust you jesus Nah, i i saw i couldn't tell you who they fought i saw a tag match of red i think it was in new japan red dragon was uh wrestling somebody i think it was new japan did they ever wrestle in new japan oh yes right 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 i was gonna say rocky ramiro they they if I remember right, they faced a, a Japanese team, and uh, dude, they I I was hooked every like I was. You guys can't you guys can't see my face, but I was just I was hooked every every second. I was hooked to that fucking screen, you were man. Fish hooked. Yeah. <laughs> but that's nice. Um, okay, so at this point, I want to let chat know. We're going to go ahead, because we, we've been going two and a half at this point, uh, and we, I still have a few more questions I kind of wanted to ask, but we still need to do Q&A. Um, so at this point, chat, if you have questions for my guests, 
or myself for some reason, uh, go ahead and start throwing them into the uh, chat. Don't worry, listeners and viewers. I will go ahead and uh, I will go ahead and translate everything here for you. Um, oh, Jedi! Oh, goodness lot. gracious, Jedi! I got you, brother. I, I got it. you. Okay. All right. Well, I was so, gonna I was gonna fill some time here, but I guess if I don't have Tony to. Khan were to sign me or you, indeed, Matt. Who would our first feud be against? Now, I'm realistic. I know that my athletic capability is low. So, I think somehow, some way, I'd get in there with Danhausen because similar body shape. He'd go over because, like, how I'm going over Danhausen. But that would probably wind up being it. Though, preferably, House of Black. Yes, please. Fair enough. Matthias? Like well, me on their side against whoever they're feud with. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this lad that goes by the name of Dan Lambert. Um, Dan Lambert Ooh. is... Oh, man. I'm, I'm he's actually great. not. He's horrible, but he's great. I'm actually not, so... Uh, Dan Lambert is the manager, and I believe he owns... What does he own? MMA? Uh, American he owns Top Team. American Top Team. He, um... Like boxing, I believe. Oh, and like, oh, trust me, I know American Top Team. Uh, so he, 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 he owns now. that. Uh, Dan Lambert owns that, but he is the manager for Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And but, also Bobby Lashley at one point. And, and also Bobby Lashley. Uh, the thing about Dan Lambert is you hate his promo so fucking much. Because he is saying what people complain about on Twitter, but he says it like you're like, oh, I want to give this guy a hidden like taste of his medicine. Uh, for example, when Cody Rhodes was like kind of leaving out the door, they got really ruthless with how they were talking about Cody Rhodes on the microphone. And so once I saw Dan Lambert talk and I genuinely got like, remember that like Edge 2006 hate where you literally, no matter who the <laughs> fuck you were, you hated Edge. Yep. I don't care. Like, I, like you hated Edge. Dan Lambert brings that out in me because everything he says is so smart and so calculated, but anybody else could say it but him and I would be okay. But since it's yeah. him, I'm like, oh, he is one on one. angry white boomer personified. And that is his character. That's but it's also, it's that's, also pretty, yeah. That's the kind of heel I, I strived to be back when I was getting, like, dude, I wanted to enter an arena or a gym, whatever. And I, at the end of my experience, I wanted people to go and slash my tires. That's yeah, the kind man. of heel I wanted to be. Uh, yeah, so I bet you I'd love this guy. 100%. Yo, Dan Lambert. Like, okay, now if I had to choose a wrestler and not the manager from the roster, it would not even because he's part of him. Ethan Page. Like, Ethan Page. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. He, Ethan Page. Everyone's like, oh, you put a match with Ethan Page and the guy makes Ethan Page shine. No. Ethan Page makes you shine. He is very good at what he does. And you actually, you're like, oh, this guy's full of himself. He does this little thing where he, like, he knows he has a perfect face and a perfect, yeah, he has, like, a perfect body and the whole nine. But, man, you watch his matches and you're like, shit, I'm not supposed to like him, but he's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, going off of that, uh, second question from Mr. Jedi Joker. Uh, who's one wrestler that you would bring back from the dead and why? Owen Hart. He did not. There is WWE killed Owen Hart. They robbed the family of oh. a man 
of their father, of a husband. Forget wrestling. Sure, he could do amazing wrestling. He could continue and have a great legacy, but WWE killed Owen Hart. And there is a family that, I mean, Marva Hart has gone, done amazing things since in his memory, but she shouldn't, that shouldn't have been her destiny. Owen Hart should have lived a long, happy life, or a happy life, and been grown to be a bitter old man like his brother Brett. But he should not have died. Well, not for many years at least. No. I agree with that. I agree with that. Mine would have to be, and that's a really good question, actually. Mine would have to be Umanga. Umanga was a thick son of a bitch. Like, like, I'm not going to lie. He got that edge hate out of me. But as you said, like, when you know the business and you're older and shit, you're like, yo, he could have been your world champion. And you would have, like, you would have loved it. Dude, Umanga had that last man standing match with John Cena at the Royal Rumble 2007. And I get uncomfortable watching matches. And wrestling doesn't make me uncomfortable because it's all scripted. Like, the the items are gimmicks, so they're meant to break. But you're literally watching Cena get massacred with, like, ring ropes, stairs, and Nowser's tables. And then you're like, but when this guy takes off his face paint, him and Cena are having a beer in the back. And I'm just like, yeah, that's the kind of guy you want to run your company. No, man. Uh, what was the tag team that him and Rosie had back in the day? Oh, when they were superheroes? No, 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 no. Before that. Back no. when they were, like, uh, like posse something. Yeah. On Main Street? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, Wait, I, no. I I can't think of his I can't think of his like actual name, but uh, Umaga had every every opportunity. Didn't have every opportunity. He had the, he had the the skills to be yeah. one of the best of the business, and it like him him passing was um, heartbreaking. I I because like. Being a big guy, obviously, I was always attracted to watching the big guys wrestle because I always tried to pick up things. Samoa Joe was is has and always probably will be one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, yeah, but uh, I I miss Umaga, man. And yeah, that match yeah. against Cena that was fucking brutal, dude. Like I uh, I started watching wrestling in September two thousand six. I was seven years old, so like. They were still ruthless aggression with like a lot of blood swearing and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I actually wasn't allowed. I wasn't actually allowed to watch wrestling, but I remember the Rumble 07 fell on my birthday or the day before my birthday, and we watched it. And I was like, I'm terrified of this guy. This guy's hurting Mr. Hustle. Yeah. Wifey respect. Yeah. Like I was terrified of him. And like I still to this day, like I still to this day don't really know how they did his finisher with the. The thumb Yo. into the into the gullet. I don't know still to this day how they really got away with that. Yes. Oh no! Like thumb tucked in. Yeah. Oh oh oh. oh honestly, I th- honestly I thought he was asking a question too. No no yeah, I thought I thought oh, yeah. entity was gonna be yeah. like oh this is how they did it. <laughs> Yo get sexy Stan here and he'll break the world of wrestling for everybody and you're gonna love it ten times. I more. mean, bro, I I have had so much shit explained to me. And I have like figured out so much shit by just watching it live. Uh, that, yeah, like, 
watching it live, you need to know you're a wrestling fan because you hear everything, you 100%. see everything, you see the stage get it set up for their surprise. Because commentators can only see what people on TV see, right? Yeah. But if you're there, you're literally watching like them set up a return, and you're like, oh, yo, it's fucking happening. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah man. Turn. The WrestleMania sign's on fire. Who cares about Becky Lynch and Dewdrop? Like, right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, uh, let's see here. Thoughts on the purchase of Ring of Honor? Oh, actually, I have a, I have a little um, hypocritical moment about this one because I was actually just bitching about AEW the other day because of that. So before AEW was established, they ran All In, and All In, to my understanding, was mainly ROH funded or sponsored or like under it. Um, because Cody Rhodes was still like fresh in the indie world, he still had his WWE hatred where WWE owed him the world. No, he, you know, what I'm trying to say. And yep, yep, yep. Um, they had like Christopher Daniels versus like Stephen Amell. You had Jericho return. You had Rey Mysterio, um, and you had all these things going on. But then you had AEW, and then you saw all ROH's numbers go from like selling out WrestleMania week, not weekend, week, by being in the same city as WrestleMania to. ROH files for bankruptcy in October, and their final show is going to be in December with the ter- uh, comeback in April. And I was like, no matter how you look at it, fuck, that sucks. But then yeah. last night, uh, I heard like, oh, yo, you know, Tony Conch said it's not Shane, it's not Shane. So I brought it up, and it was like, okay, fair. I was being a wrestling mark. There's a lot more to it. Tony Khan does, yeah. Um, I'm all for it, but... AEW just can't bump into that WWE problem where there's too many people on the roster, and I don't care how many words you have to put after AEW, Dark, Elevation, Rampage, Dynamite, yada, yada, yada. You can't have every wrestler in the world. <laughs> you can't. Now, that is the thing I've found so far. I'm worried. Is Ring of Honor going to be a standalone thing and are going to migrate some of the Ring of Honor stars who are no longer who are not featured at all, like Jay Lethal? Marty Scroll. Yeah. Well, okay. Marty Scroll. I'm curious because I'm like, they were really hinting towards the Ring of Honor purchase a lot on the being the elite beforehand because they had Flip Gordon on there. Yeah. And Christopher Daniels being Brian's first opponent right after. And he was like, the whole beat. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm worried. Is this going to be a case of they're going to try oh, and say I we buy. have three main shows? Because rampage when that first got announced it was a we've already got two b shows or two c shows now we've already got two shows that are free to air on youtube that only five percent of the viewer base actually watch what happens is ring of honor going to be treated as a separate company and they're going to keep it separate and then just have stars float over like the forbidden door situation with impact at the beginning where Oh look, Christian Cage or Kenny Omega popped up over there. Or oh look, there's Jungle Boy and or Private Party in a tag team. Or is this going to be a case of no? We have three shows that are all equally important. You must watch all three of these top tier shows, and then Dark and Dark Elevation are going to be supplementary, which will make it so we can have the Gun Club come out of nowhere for an extra twenty wins under the belt that no one knows about. Because. <laughs> I like the gun club for the existence of, oh, look, there's some cheap heap dipshits and their old man. But there's a lot of people at the moment. You've got Santana Ortiz, you've got 
Bucks, you've got Red Dragon, you've got FTR. Everybody in AEW is in a faction. Got Lucha Bro. I like factions. I love factions. I love. I yeah. love. I'm there for factions. It makes your company like a lot more like territorial. Behind this, yeah, I'm there for yeah. factions. But you've got all of these people. Is it going to splinter off? Is it going to be Ring of Honor with the current storylines and history that's going on in Ring of Honor? And maybe you get the likes of Jay Lethal or a few others that of Ring of Honor originals, like the SCU being a thing that is no longer allowed in AEW, Frank Kazarian, Christopher Daniels. Are they allowed to reform as a team over in Ring of Honor? Or is this a case of no Ring of Honor is now just the Monday show for AEW or the Tuesday show? Because that's a worry I have. Fair. Will it be its own thing? Possibly borrow talent if needed. Hire all the people that will let go that want to be rehired if you can, but be careful of having 200 people on your payroll because WWE had that and look where it is now. They have released over 100 superstars in the last three years. And whilst sure it's amazing for the independents, livelihoods have been lost for over 100 people. Sure, about 20 of them have guaranteed money now from AEW. But what about the other 100? And we don't want to have two different companies flooding the independent scene. And mm-hmm. all of those that are there year round, every year for the last 20 years. Like yeah, C.W. Anderson, he was amazing in ECW. WWE didn't pick him up. Impact didn't pick him up. So he was just doing the locals and that's oh, what's when it passed recently that got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Tracy Smothers, he was doing a lot of independent wrestling. He was making his name on independent wrestling, but he never made it to big times. How many other thousands of independent wrestlers are there that could be the next best thing in in wrestling but don't get the chance to shine because WWE and AEW have dumped heaps of people in one go and flooded the market with more expensive people. 100%. I say it's it's a valid worry. Um, It's a valid worry. When I was told about the purchase of Ring of Honor, I was also a little hesitant on uh, being excited for such a thing like now it is it is cool to hear about and to think about guys like Jay Lethal and the Briscoe brothers and you know a few others that I could name um getting that kind of spotlight in the main light but yeah I mean you do worry about what could happen in the future but I agree with that but um it's crazy to hear that Jay Lethal's still doing his stuff over at Ring of Honor I like I grew up watching Jay Lethal over in Ring of Honor. Like it's it's and TNA. Oh yeah, yeah, and TNA. Black in fact, back when the Black Machismo, there it is. Oh yeah, God. And Shark Boy. Oh my God, the Shark Boy stunner. Shark Boy. Give me a heck yeah. <laughs> Fucking Shark <laughs> Curry Man. Curry Man. <laughs> Suicide, but they couldn't put it on toys, so it was just a bro uh, box with a guy looking like, like Spider Man. Malik. Oh my Malik? God. He, yeah. Or, or uh, did you know that's Killer Backwards? <gasps> How about Black Rain? Black Rain, old God, yeah. Oh good old, God. good old, lo- good old Dustin Rhodes. He he literally just said, "What the fuck are you making me wear on national TV?" And I had all the utmost respect for him for saying that. 
Yeah. What are y'all making me wear? Although this is coming from the guy who dressed up as Goldust for how many fucking years? Yeah, yeah, and he's <laughs> talked about that quite a bit. I'm so glad he got to finish as Dustin Rhodes because yeah. he's gonna remember he's, to like the to like the blind eye or the public eye. He's Goldust, but to wrestling fans, you're respecting because he went out as Dustin Rhodes and he still bleeds every week. He still tries to do backflips every week. Oh my god, like he's going. Yeah, yeah. Like his match with Cody on the first pay per view AEW had. Oh, I heard that match was insane. So yeah. good it got an action figure. Yeah. Damn, okay. Um, okay. Uh, what celebrity would you rate as a perfect 10? There is none. Three celebrities that I look up to to help me better encourage myself. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is like, there is none. Um... Jeff Hardy, number one, all day, every day. Two would have to be Dave Bird, otherwise known as Little Dicky. Like, and then three would have to be either Shia LaBeouf or Jim Carrey. Maybe Jim Carrey over Shia LaBeouf. Um, because it's three weird motherfuckers that are only weird because they did it on their rules. They did it on their terms. Um... I was addicted to watching Jim Carrey interviews because everyone's like, this guy's deranged. He's a lunatic. Look what he's doing. And then you just hear him talk and you're like, what's wrong with him? He's not promoting Hollywood on a Jimmy Kimmel interview. He's talking about life. And then you see him as Dr. Eggman and it's like, oh, he's getting the limelight back. He's not crazy anymore. Not him being that crazy. God and Dr. Eggman. 100%. Um, Jeff Hardy, I feel like he's like the one guy and yeah, you can love Jeff Hardy and he has to like face his demons and like his fans do too. There's just not a guy that's able to draw an emotion out of you for just hearing his name. Like you hear Jeff Hardy's name where it's Ben, 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 and you're doing the Hardy dance. You are, you're waving your arms. Like, yeah. And then, um, little Dicky is literally just because FTI is like a little Dicky fucking inspiration project. 100%. Uh, okay, uh, I think there's two more from Jedi here. Um, which fictional character would uh, be the most boring to meet in real life? Um, Honestly? I think the most boring to meet in real life... Blaze Sabini from Harry Potter. He's just another Harry Potter person. Sure, he's a wizard, but there is no character there. It's just plays Zabini. What's his name? Jesse Eisenberg, the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg. Um, yeah. What's his name? In real life? <laughs> yeah, man. He just looks like a guy. I know you said fictional, but like I, for some reason, associate with celebrities. He just looks like a guy you're not gonna go have a good time with, and you're just gonna go be around. Um, he convinced me he's Mark Zuckerberg. He did a great job. He convinced me to hate him. That, like, when I see him outside of social network, I'm like, I fucking hate you. You are an awful person. But then oh, you're yeah. like, oh, he was just an actor. But nah. Sorry, social network. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. I get that. No, I, I, I am not a big fan of Jesse Eisenberg either, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, Alright, final from Mr. Jedi Joker. Uh, which video game character would you trade lives with and why? Yo, honestly, and this is a cliche answer... 
I was living a bougie life on Animal Crossing New Horizons, okay? I will take my Animal Crossing character any day. To know I can wake up and go say good morning to Big Top and Blue Bear whenever I want. You know? Like, Fair it's a small thing in life. Fair enough. Entity? I'm thinking, but... A very easy answer would be Pokemon, since it seems to be piss easy. I think... Since it's piss easy, yeah, go with that. Oh, or Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah, that seems like hell to be running around in that all day. <laughs> trying to make Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Jedi, thank you for all those awesome questions, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, Matthias, you can, you can answer this one if you want to. It's completely up to you. Um... Beehive Dad wants to know where in Canada are you from? Again, if, oh, if you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't want to like locate yourself to the world, that's of course okay. But that's up to I mean, you. I, I am, <laughs> I am Ontario based. Um, if we're going to specifics, Toronto. But I feel like you can say you're from Toronto, and then you're like, oh, okay, it's just a Toronto guy. But yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Fair enough. Andy, where are you from in Canada? Uh, in Canada, Saskatoon. Oh, nice. Nice. I have a feeling Andy's not from Canada. <laughs> Couldn't imagine what gave you that. Uh, how many people are collectively in FTI? At least two, as you can tell. So that's actually that's actually the big topic behind the scenes right now is how will you be able to differentiate from like community to crew to etc. Um, the crew, I wouldn't I don't have a number per se, but we're uh we can do the we can do the bring your family to um Olive Garden we can do that yeah. we can fill a table. Um, is that I'd the say, one where you get free bread rolls? Well, yes, and the bread rolls are limited. The bread rolls are like the laughs. They're unlimited. Um, <laughs> I would say collectively on the daily around 20. But I would say conversations within the community and um, me talking to people. And this is me taking the ego out of it because when people hear numbers, they go like, uh-oh, uh-oh. But genuinely over 100 people a day. I try to like establish something with or like show them something FTI. Um, but for talking crew around 20 would be a safe bet. Nice. Very nice. I'll say, I think in our discord call that we had feels like millennia ago at this point, I think there was, yeah. I think there was like 10 of us, 12 of us. Yes. And a lot of that actually was the, was the eye opening point, I guess you would say to like, see who was really with it because the only reason the it like failed in my eyes or like didn't exceed was because it wasn't fti pushing it all like we were kind of like hoping like people would like join in and like help us but we were able to like quickly figure out like who is actually for this everybody right. has lives everybody does what they do everybody's passionate but that's what really made us differentiate community from crew because we'll love the community, but you need to work with the crew to make sure the community is running. Definitely. Definitely. So, 
I mean, I already know the answer to this, and I'm sure the two of you already do as well, obviously. Um, but Beehive Dead is asking if uh, FTI is music only. So, and FTI, yes. Well, and sorry, uh, go ahead and at the same time, go ahead and plug everything that you'd like to go ahead and plug. Because uh, after okay. this... So immediately, if we look straight up, we can see that it is not just music. That's very true. Isn't that right, Mr. Wheel Champion? <laughs> I need a shower after saying that. <laughs> so, uh, FTI is actually uh, considered a multimedia collaborative collective. Multimedia. Um, um, it, it, yes, it's a it's a lot of words to put on paper, so I just say it's family. Um, but it's almost like unlimited art mediums and genres and such um we definitely will we'll, we'll definitely be straight up and straightforward and go like there's not like anything here to like say like it needs to be featured in a newsletter per se like there's some talent that is just not like transcribable is that the word i'm looking for like you can't pass it on um yeah and, and you can't really like engage people with it because it's more of like a personal passion project um, but to the point, I would say music, Twitch streams, and clothing are our top three driving forces. And YouTube, and, yeah. YouTube and streaming, I put into one because when we had the FTI newsletter 100, we did the gaming community and mixed it up with Twitch. And at first, I thought it was going to be a, like a, I thought it was going to be a source site. Like, no, you can't put that together. It was so good. It like it it meshed yeah. really well. Um, but unfortunately, we've only been really able to publish music-based things because it's a lot easier and a lot more of a productive time getting songs together opposed to like, hey, let's get a series going like this, but we should make sure it's different like that. Um, but look forward to later this year when you're going to see Eero's face a lot more on the FTI Original Series channels. That's my plug. Uh-oh. You'll be hearing at least my voice a lot more, because... Yeah. I wonder what Entity, that could be related Entity to. Entity is actually in a Brock Lesnar contract. He charges us $10 million a year just to show up, and then he's just like, <laughs> you know why I'm here. <laughs> you know why I'm here. <laughs> F5. <laughs> oh, literally, man. Um, I mean, okay. it's been OE4. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so the reason why Beehive asked uh, about Canada is that his apparently his mother was born in... I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Barry. Barry. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then raised in Toronto. Okay. So. Um, It's actually really cool because Barry... Um, I feel like I was in Barry at too young in my life. Like, I had family there. And, like, when I tell you their berries popping, I mean, like, Barry always has an excuse to have something going on on the beach. So every time we were there, you, like, you didn't see beach sand. You literally saw tents set up, music sets up, and, like, festivals going on. And I look back on that, I'm like, 10-year-old Matt, you should have just got a fake ID. You look 16 right now still, but it's okay. You, you got 10 years ago. Barry's a good time. For sure, for sure. Uh... Lasaga Beach? Was yeah, so Wasaga Beach, uh, or Wasaga. I think it is Wasaga actually. Um there's Sawl, Wasaga, and one more. 
and Grand Bend. Grand Bend is like our big like um I compare it to like a boardwalk at a beach kind of. Um we have a beach called Grand Bend, Ontario, and back in 2014, um I was foolishly I foolishly accepted peer pressure by family and they got me out of my bedroom in the summer. Are you kidding? I have video games to play. I have curtains to have closed. <laughs> I don't want to see the it's, sun. Are you kidding me? It's and... summer for me right now. Look, actually, no, it's not. It's just now autumn. So I... Looks like a sunny day outside there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. I saw a tornado for the first time in my life. And ever since then, I made people like drive around Grand Bend. They don't go through Grand Bend. We don't talk about Grand Bend. And I was just like, all right, yep, yeah, nice beach. Shitty situation. I love how I just said it was a, a beautiful sunny day outside, and now it's nighttime, and in a blink of an eye. Oh, and now it's daytime. What the hell? You've never seen Juan Cena and Kappa Matt in the same room at once. But with any snap of a finger, it's... It, the boys are living in a outside of... Is it a parallel realm? Yes. What was the in-canon explanation for Firefly for now? Because half the time he couldn't reach it, then randomly Seth Rollins breaks and burns it down. Yep. <sighs> Fair enough. All right, I got one final question for the two of you, and then we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, this is kind right. of a this is kind of a joke question. Sizzlin wants to see some laughs. Um, what was y'all's thoughts on the five out of five star uh, greatest match of all time? Of course, I'm talking about none other than the Spirit Squad versus DX. So I think my th this one's actually a great this one's actually a great question. Like this one is actually like this one I started watching wrestling. Like the DX versus the whole McMahon's and Spirit Squad. Yeah, was literally when I first started watching wrestling. So my first impression of DX was the two of them. I didn't know there was a DX beforehand. I didn't know there was a reunion where Triple H turned heel. I didn't know any of that. But I'm seeing these two guys literally spray paint their boss's fucking plane. They're fucking with his voice in the ring. They're fucking dropping anything from the sky on them. They're even standing on the roof. Triple H is looking at boobs, but he's calling it hot uh, sausages and hot dogs. So I'm like, yo, these two these two guys are so cool. Let's go. Right. Then you have these male cheerleaders hit the stage. And they're like, ready? Okay. In three years, you're going to be Dolph Ziggler. But right now, you're not Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> you're part of the Spirit Squad. And man, watching them get their ass kicked. And I'm like, yo, look how strong they are. Look how much they're flying. Not understanding the concept of selling a wrestling move. I thought, like, the Spirit Squad did their job. And the reason they never showed up on TV again was because DX killed them. So it was a five out of five star match for me personally. Fair enough. And see. Any Dykstra. <laughs> <laughs> Need I say more? So, on SmackDown vs. Raw 2008, whenever I need a guy to fill in for my United States Championship on my GM mode, it's Kenny Dystra. Why? He doesn't fucking win. And you can just guarantee your champion will have a successful title defense. Oh, Kenny Dykstra. I'm sorry. Kenny Dykstra. Gee. Yeah. I just remember I mean, was was it was it was he the one that did the leg the leg drop from the top rope? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler, though, I will say. Out, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, I will say, like, turned out to be all right. Like he learned his role. Like Emerson says, know your role. 
Like Dolph Ziggler uh, touched that lightning bolt of the World Heavyweight Championship. Unfortunately, like what Entity said, Vince McMahon's like, you got a concussion with the world title. We're not trusting you ever fucking again. And ever since then, whenever Dolph Ziggler comes on the screen, my brother and I were going like, oh, it's the filler. Oh, it's the bathroom break. So like Dolph Ziggler learned his role as a great wrestler, but you're not going to watch him wrestle. Right. Yeah, he was too good at selling. So unfortunate. But the, uh, is unfortunately the hands that were uh, dealt. But Yes. Oh, man. Uh, I said, what, two, two and a half? Uh, we're going on three in six minutes. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, rather, you've had turned in live on twitch.tv slash TV. Please subscribe today for the low price of five ninety nine a month. Uh, you'll get seven ninety here in Canada. Sorry, nine ninety nine here in New Zealand, but that's F. probably cheaper than America. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Our dollars worth a lot less. <laughs> well, I think it's cheaper if you pay New Zealand dollars than American. Well, I'm trying to get what, a cheap plug. Or, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'll be myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we're, what, whatever your, whatever how much it is where you're at, uh, subscribe today. Um, I want to just give a huge shout out to my guests here, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it in the chat as well! Exclamation mark FTI. Um, below me, we've got enig, oh, Christ, enigmatic entity, uh, the narrator and co-founder of From the Inside Studios, alongside Matthias, also co-founder of uh from the inside studios these two gentlemen have been a constant uh reminder that you just need to uh push for everything and you'll get it through hard work and determination um this has been a great time i thank you both so very much <laughs> i wanted to say one more thing but now i don't know how to say one more thing nope he snapped his fucking fingers i just want to say and I'm someone like this, and Eero's gonna say, "Man, you me you message me whenever you want." The the fear or like the self doubt you can get from like messaging someone, like, "Hey, I have this idea," but in your head you're like, "They won't like that. They don't have time for that." Yeah, that's every idea of FTI, and FTI has been able to make almost everything happen in some degree. So like, jump, go, do it. Let your what does Shia LaBeouf say? Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow, so just do, do it. it. Yes, just do it. Do it. Yeah. But, uh, for and okay, I just want to say, uh, everybody watching the stream and on the on YouTube, uh, that's definitely the real world title. I don't know what these two posers are talking about that the real wait, title wait, is missing. It's lagging behind again. I just, you didn't give me that. You didn't give me that thing to get them ready. Sorry, yes. Yeah. What are you saying about real world champions? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta get my belt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, he has a belt too. Oh. oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. While while I have the championships, I'm going to actually get out of character and take them off. If anybody is interested in joining the lovely family disguised behind the word studio known as FTI, it is simple as just sending us an Instagram DM, a Twitter DM. <laughs> oh, 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 he's an ass kicker. He's an ass kicker. There we go. He's an ass kicker. Um... It oh is, my um, God. it's from the inside studios on Instagram where you can also contact us on that belt right, right here, right there. If you find that belt, let us know. Um, 
a lot of people have the and like the first impression like oh i don't have money for a newsletter pressing i don't have money for this i don't have money for that oh my art's not good enough for this oh i don't want to show my art off in case someone says that at just the passion behind it as long as you have the passion and the drive and you're like-minded there's room for you at the table that's cheesy to say but there is from the inside studios on instagram um we also have a merch shop i get uneasy plugging things when it comes to fti making money or profiting money but i will say every purchase on the merch shop does actually help us create content because rent's fucking expensive in canada and then by the time you go to pay your fti project you literally might as well live from the inside <laughs> so that is my yeah. uh that's my cheap plug and I'll just okay, go ahead geez. and say as well, there's a really badass Eero t-shirt over on that yes, shop as well. Actually, and Eero, whilst you're getting, yes, actually, whilst you get that epic Eero t-shirt, which you can see you're replicated in the FTI Persona Rumble, use code FTI Eero for up to 20% off of your purchase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But once again, uh, Matthias Entity, bro, I appreciate you both being on here so very much. Um, I, I am honored and privileged to have you both on here. It's a, it's always a great time getting to talk to the both of you. And uh, I had three hands right now. We would have the Wednesday Flixo third person connection. I don't know who the third person would be where it's just fucking, we, we began <laughs> it like this and we're ending it like this guys. Like this is it. Hell yeah. This is it. I tell everybody you do this and you're like, I see everything in my hands. This is this. But, <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I mean, hey, man, what did I say at the beginning, right? But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you so much for uh, listening, watching, being here while it's live. Uh, just know that if you did not catch it live, you'll be able to listen to it on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, along with seeing it live on what? seeing the replay of it on YouTube. I said I was tripping on my words tonight, and it's relevant. Um, anyway, I appreciate everybody for stopping by. Uh, my name is Zero. This has been the Ecast Episode 3, Eero welcoming you. And we will catch you in Episode 4. Eyes on my socials when that gets announced. Uh, looking to announce it rather soon. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you. Matthias, Entity, say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye, Bye, to folks. everybody. We'll see you in episode four.